Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com. That's dailydownforce.com. And I'll see you in the replies. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome to MWP on DDB Talks tonight. Uh, Been a little bit since some content was here on the channel, but hey, we got a full two-hour live show here tonight with me and the boys, Jarrett, Darian, and Eric. We're all gathered here today to talk about NASCAR. Let's get right into it after a dominating race by Hendrick Motorsports at Las Vegas. But first, I want to hear the hot takes. Jarrett, what you got to start us off? Uh, All right. I'm just going to... Get ahead of this now. Um, I knew before the season it probably was going to be an iffy uh, prediction, and if I got it right, I'd seem like a damn genius. Unfortunately, it was one of my dumbest predictions of the year, and I'm going to own up to it already with William Byron making the playoffs. Uh, But I will say this. I don't think I was unwarranted in my prediction because William Byron is just really hot and cold. doesn't matter what season you look at. It's hot and cold. And there is no consistency there. So my hot take is this weekend, or at least a weekend adjacent to this one, in the sense of performance, should be the norm for William Byron. This should not be something that William Byron shouldn't dominate a race and win and us go, wow, that's shocking to see. He's a guy (laughs) in a Hendrick car who's been in a Hendrick car for six years now and has never consistently put together a full season. He's had great runs where he will say go you know 15 weeks and all but two races are a top 10 and then he'll have runs like last year where he'll go 19 weeks with one or two top 10s this needs to be consistent performance now this needs to be the start of a big step because all three of his other teammates have shown well 
two of them are, you know, have won championships. One of them has won multiple races uh, in four in a season. All three of his teammates have shown that they can do that. It's Byron's turn to do that now. Fox Sports, man. What can you say? I mean, like at this point, I mean, we're we're already three races into the um, into the twenty twenty three season. So I feel like at some point, like all of the you know constant complaints are eventually just gonna feel extremely old because I mean we saw how you know a long way to go with them. But I have to give Danica Patrick her props. Like she was way better than Clint Boyer commentating the race like honestly like and 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 honestly like I felt like she brought most of the energy throughout the broadcast too like I don't know like I might be in the minority with that but then when I posted something on Twitter about it, it like a lot of y'all agreed so I wouldn't mind seeing Danica Patrick commentate more races me personally um maybe we can sort of experiment her and Tony Stewart perhaps maybe like I, I don't know like I like their vibe in the booth too but you know, unfortunately, Fox still has a long way to go. Um, but yeah, like, but like, basically, my hot take is um, I would prefer Danica Patrick's commentating over Clint Boyer. Okay, okay. Jared, uh, don't feel too bad about not having William Byron in your preseason playoff predictions. In my video, I had him 16th. It took <laughs> until the last second for me to convince myself that Byron was a legit playoff contender. So you weren't the only one questioning him. But my hot take and I don't want to spoil my picks that I'll, we'll get to in about an hour and a half or so, but Ford this weekend at Las Vegas across the board struggled. Brad Keselowski ran like ninth or 10th for a lot of the race. He was by far the best Ford most of the day. Logano started on pull and dropped like a rock. So my hot take is that while Ford is off to a slower start than the other manufacturers, they haven't yet won a points race. It's been all Chevy and then Toyota won the clash. I think Ford will bounce back in a big way at Phoenix this coming weekend. You look at last year, obviously the championship race, Logano and Blaney finished one, two, but let's focus on Ryan Blaney for a second. He led over a hundred laps in both Phoenix races. And if you look at Ford, so two races, two different top fives, six Fords made up those top fives in that fall race. It was four Fords in the top five. Now there's a new arrow package this week. I think that's going to play to Ford strengths because clearly they don't quite have a handle of the intermediate aero package. So it can't really get much worse. My hot take is that Ford, while they're off to a really slow start, is going to have a big weekend at Phoenix here in just a few days. Jarrett was talking good price. He's about to drive to 24 and for good reason. He got the win, but I want to say that for the 48 surprise, surprise, Danny B is going to talk good about Alex Bowman. Uh, and I noted this on Twitter during the race. At one point he was, 18th after the first round of pit stops and i noted i noted he was just flying through the field him and blake harris whatever combination they've got going with each other so far is off to a great start i'm really impressed to see what they're they've been able to do so far alex bowman is the only hendrick driver to get a top 10 in every race that we've had including clash and if you want to include a clash in there he's had top fives in three of the first four races of the year so I'm liking what I'm seeing out of 48 this year. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be, you know, as fast as the 24 and the five, and it proved that way, but he was still right up there with them to get the one, two, three finish. So for the 48, for a guy that people were saying last year should be fired, I think he's proving exactly why they gave him that contract extension, and I expect big things in the future for the 48. What do you make of uh, his uh, Phoenix scheme that he's running this week, the orange and purple? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just basically the same scheme they have for the season, but I like the colors. It's always for a good cause and, you know, support the puppies. Yeah. 
Yeah, nice, yeah. nice colorway. I like the colorway. So what 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 uh what do you think the chat's gonna think? You know, I I, I want to know what uh what they think is the the hottest take of the of the night. We all had some pretty well. We, three of us had some. I I can never tell if the chats votes for who they actually thought had the spiciest. Oh, it's like take. it's a popularity contest. To be yeah, honest. it's like <laughs> whose take do they actually? I feel like whoever wins this vote actually has the most agreeable opinion. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Let me. I uh, won. I won. I won. Saying Mike Joy was was not on. Uh, oh no, that is a good point. Yeah, that yeah, is a good. That was like a clear option. I don't know. Like, I don't think any of ours were like really clear cut number one favorites, but hey, that makes for some great parody in the polls. I'm curious to know what the chat thinks for sure. But thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. Good job, y'all. <laughs> yes. I forgot. I actually have to do the death poll now. <laughs> I, I get the rest of it. I get the rest of it. We had a we had a race, didn't we? Didn't we, we had a race at your a old race. home track, Darian. Yeah, and honestly, that was like the one of the most typical Las Vegas races you'll ever see. You know, like I mean. A lot of the um, younger fans didn't grow up with uh, flat Las Vegas. So, like, whenever somebody says, like, oh, this Vegas race sucks, I'm like, <laughs> go back and watch those races, man. Barely any passing. But the drivers love the track for obvious reasons because they had, you know, a lot more input, I guess, back in those days. I mean, there's still a lot of input today. But, you know, with those high bankings, you know, a lot can happen. A lot can happen. But it seemed like this race, this um, um, this edition of the uh, Las Vegas Spring Race, was just another typical Vegas race. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad neither. Um, honestly, like I wouldn't even call it mid. I would just call it like a mid- race. A race. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know. Like we had the um, we had the um, um, another restart too. So I feel like that sort of like you know made the race better in some fans eyes but again like the way i judge races are you know the races as a whole so as a whole it was just yeah it was just a race where hendrick motorsports was one two three and uh we'll get if you're if you're a hendrick fan you're probably happy with that if you're not they're probably bored to death yes yes but um the weather had a major factor though just that's just typical vegas whenever um Whenever it's uh, extremely cloudy like that for most of the race, you're not going to see as much pouting, uh, uh, as much passing. But um, that final stage, though, at the very beginning, once the sun peeked out a little bit, you started to see it started to get a little bit crazy, a little crazy. So, hey, but props to William Byron, man. Like Jarrett said, um, this should be the norm from now on. Like, I don't know, like last year we saw him win two races or um, yeah, yeah, two races. And then he basically just disappeared um, until the playoffs started. Um, hopefully we don't see that because man that 24 team I mean they were dominating like I was shocked like just the way he was able to drive ahead you know away from um, from Kyle Larson there and Kyle Larson is supposed to be you know the guy right but hey William Byron man hey that potential might be fulfilled we'll see I saw um, I think it was Tyler Reddick had said that the next gen package at the moment I, I think he said this on like Dale Jr. show was like it said it's reverting back to the 550 package in a lot of ways because teams are figuring it out, adding downforce on it more. And we kind of thought this might happen eventually. So yeah. I, I'm wondering if a lot of that dominance too is partly just, you know, between driver drivers and crew chief combinations. I mean, William Byron, I believe Rudy Fugel is his crew chief. Like those two have always had good chemistry together. If they just, the two of them just figured something out, knocked I mean, it out of the park and had overall did. They didn't win two races last year on accident. They probably should have had a third win at Darlington if you really want to think about it like that. 
Yeah. And to Darian's point, I mean, high banks, uh, higher banks than there used to be at Las Vegas, but also the cooler temperatures, that's always going to add grip in the track. It felt like on short runs, at least they were close to full throttle uh, around large portions of the racetrack. And anytime that happens, yeah, it's going to look like the 550 package, but you know, they could pass. There was definitely passing. You just couldn't pass William Byron or Kyle Larson. That was the problem. I mean, Tyler Reddick from 40th or whatever, 36 to 15th in like 15 laps to start the race. That's some good stuff. That's some good content. Um, so I, yeah, to echo Darian's initial point, it was just a, it reminded me of intermediate races. I would go see at Texas growing up. Like I look forward to Texas motor speedway back when it was still good. I look forward to Texas motor speedway, even though a lot of people didn't really, it was just kind of another average race, but I look forward to it because you knew you weren't likely going to see anything crazy, a barn burner, wreck for the win, last lap pass, but it was always just a solid race. Multiple lanes, some comers, some goers, a surprise here or there, solid race. And that's what I thought of Las Vegas. Stage three, when you had a couple of spins, a couple of wrecks, and a couple of restarts and some varying pitch strategy at the end. Can we talk about that for just a moment? I'm shocked that nobody else stayed out the way Truex did. There are so only 18 cars on the lead lap. Why, if you're like 15th, 16th, 17th, why would you not stay out and try to at least nab a top 10 when you're, the worst you can finish is 18th? I don't know. That shocked me. I was a surprise. I'll say this. I think I think people should have because we saw last year, I believe. That's and I remember this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. But I remember this too. You don't, it doesn't necessarily, if you have enough cars, it, it won't take them two laps to get through. It'll take a little longer because uh, if people remember last year, I had a, Good sum of money I could have won on Justin Haley, who had stayed out with 30 to go, and he held off the field for a while. And that car was like a mid-tier car, Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, Truex's car was pretty good and held him off for, I believe, you know, I can't see where on the line exactly. They were side by side for on on, on the backstretch. Yeah, he he held the lead for like half a lap, but he was second, I think, when they took the white flag. But yeah, but so 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 somebody if a few stayed out, I agree they should have. But I'm not surprised because nobody ever stays out and does that anymore. Like except for one or two, maybe here or there, or the teams that do try it do it with like thirty or forty to go. I I I don't understand the strategy with it when there is the ability to hold them off. I so I'm not surprised. And also too, like, I mean, with the current playoff system we have, I mean, like you, all you need is one win. So like, yeah, I not take the risk. I don't, I, don't, I it baffles I don't me it. why people don't because they've, you know, it's shown that multiple cars can get through tire strategy matters, but not to the point that it used to on, you know, like a higher horsepower package, you're burning off all the tires quicker and mm. you have a higher reward. I don't understand why more teams don't take that risk. Especially yeah, mid-tech teams. Especially with 18 cars on the lead. I think it was 18. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the worst. I mean, I know there's a wreck, so I guess you risk being back there or something happening, there being a wreck, you get yeah. caught up in something. Yeah. But I guess that happens anywhere. I mean, that happened midfield. If you're ahead of it, I guess you're ahead of it. So I don't know. I was well, just I'm, surprised. I'm looking at, why not Kyle Busch try it? Yeah, he's I was looking at Keselowski. Keselowski was the one I looked at because I think he was lined up something like, I think he was 15th or so, and he'd been top 10 all day. I don't know why he'd faded a little bit towards the end, but he had been 15th all day. So I was convinced he, or he'd been top 10 all day. So I was convinced he had a decent enough car that if he stays out, he doesn't, he's not going to win unless like five or six others stay out too. But he, he might've finished top five and probably at worst eighth or ninth. And that would have been a fantastic day that I thought they deserved, but the they didn't point. do it. And it's yeah, instead of- he got caught up in that wreck, I think with Almondinger. <laughs> It's kind of funny that thing about that very last caution that we only saw MTJ be the only one who actually stayed out there in that. Yeah. And I remember 
I very much remember 2020 when it was coming down to Blaney and Bowman, they were going to battle each other to the win. It looked like, but then a caution come out in that one. Well, Blaney and Bowman pit, but almost everyone else stays out and that killed them. They, they didn't even finish in top 10 in that one. So I, I just find it funny that more people didn't try just staying out. Cause I saw that, I saw that decision of pit literally cost him the race back in 2020. I see a shorty PJM saying uh, Justin Haley P8. Really excited about that. I, I believe he I was, put on four tires at the, I, end, so he I, I just, the opposite end. I was going to point these uh, these uh, very notable finishers out. Uh, Bubba Wallace P4. And, you know, considering what happened uh, the last time we raced at Las Vegas, this yeah. is, a, uh, you know, a uh, great result. Um, Austin Sendrick uh, P6. Um, the reason I'm high on this is because the boards were pretty – did he also take four tires? Because he was not in the top ten all day. I think he must so. Have taken I believe, four. yeah, he must or have he just got in the right line on the restart and yeah, something happened. I don't but know. Yeah. But considering Ford was was very yeah. bad, then yeah, I mean that's that's pretty solid. Then yeah, like um like you just mentioned, uh, Justin Haley P eight, but also Daniel Suarez. I mean, he was P ten, but he was very fast all day though. It's just track positioning. Yeah, just, just final problem, restart. You know? Yeah. And I think Suarez, like Bowman, is the only driver to have top tens every week. Am I wrong about that? Has somebody else done uh, it? I can check. No, I know Bowman and Suarez have. I don't know if anyone else which, has. Which I know for Suarez, this race went a lot better. I think, think this was the one last year where he ended up like getting spun out and like hit the wall like two or three times or something like that. So, I yes, uh, Alex Bowman and Daniel Suarez are the only two drivers to score a top ten in every race so far. Oh, nice. That's big. Yeah. Nice. What about Hendrick Motorsports, though? I don't want to gloss over that too much. <laughs> God, I mean, yeah. one, two, hey, three. And if it wasn't Byron, it was going to be Larson before that final caution. And really, I, I don't want to put anything bad on Josh Berry's performance. He literally didn't know he was going to be driving his car until the last yeah, minute. So that's, yeah. The, and I don't know, for some people to say, like, oh, he sucked. Like, well, well yeah, he just. And did he have like some pleasant. sort of throttle issue? I couldn't tell. Yeah, oh, I couldn't well, tell if that was there. You go. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was an actual mechanical problem or just a hey, he's not familiar with how this car works. Problem. It was a combination I, of both. I think. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't know. He didn't get into the car officially until Saturday. I mean, we found out about. You know, well, we'll get to that and later. How long yeah. was the? Oh, wait, oh, wait, how bad. long was the practice? Uh, was it a twenty-minute practice or was it a full hour? It, it was, was like twenty minutes. It was twenty minutes separated. Yeah, groups. yeah. <laughs> separated. I mean, that's not, not a lot of seat you, time. You, you get him. Get him this week. He'll he'll have his seat fitted better. I'm sure I'm sure it was a very rushed fitting for that. Um, he'll get more time on the simulator for it. You know, he'll probably be in a much better position. And yeah. they're giving them an extra, they're giving everybody an extra hour of practice on Friday, I think, to because of the new arrow package just, that's being run. So I just, again, I know we harp on this all the time, but why does it have to take twisting NASCAR's arms to get practice? I just, I, I just, <laughs> No other motorsports series in, in you know, major motorsports series. The TV providers. That's well, my biggest thing. Well, they yeah. want more. They no, said they I, want I, yeah. more. Oh, well, it's all, it's like it's NASCAR. That's just like we need to keep the costs down. So no more practice and fire everyone. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's basically it. That's their big plan. Honestly, yeah. just uh, like honestly, if if they if they kept the current practice sessions, but um, but added just one happy hour session, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that'd be a lot better. That'd be yeah. way better. Than, I, I, all I need is one hour of practice with everybody together. You know, yeah. no groups, none of that. Yeah. Just let one them go. Hour. To, don't make them park it on pit road if they want to go back into the garage and turn some gears. Let them do it. Yeah. You know, and and that that would be fine. I would be 
very much a piece. I don't want three hours of practice because I do like that, you know, you might roll off Sunday and fire off wrong. You not, may not be great. And that might lead to a lot of early passing opportunities, but you know, we need an hour. I agree. I agree with Jared. That should be the, the norm everywhere. Yeah. But really quick, I'm mean, back to your earlier. I mean, we were going to talk about Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. I don't want to gloss over. I mean, Hendrick Motorsports, man. I mean, ugh, it's gosh, top three. I mean, the way they got it to me was very scary because at first I thought, oh yeah, Penske's going to dominate this race. They always do. Logano was up front there. And then after about like 20, 30 laps, like just completely fell off the pace and Hendrick, just all their cars, like really the Chevys in general were just all gone. And then even and Kevin Harvick on the radio said, yeah, the Fords are going to suck today. <laughs> but, and, oh. and then really they probably could have been there sooner, but it just wasn't for, I think the 40, it was a little slower in qualifying. That's why it was even back there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, so, I mean, and also considering that, you know, again, I mean, these mile and a half tracks make up, you know, a large portion of the schedule still so if they're able to be that dominant right away then oh it's going to be well, scary but again it's only one race though well, so we'll see but you bring that up las vegas for me is a litmus test on how good like what teams are really good and set up for the season and it can change as the season goes but you're talking about more of them in the playoffs i'm just thinking first round kansas speedway then you look at the the big one for me though is the third round you look at las vegas homestead yeah i know homestead races a little differently but still Generally, the same principles go towards it. So if you're a Ford team, you really want to rely on Martinsville as your saving grace? Like that one alone? But you know what's the sad part about it is I was watching the Fox pre-race show, and even Joey Logano in his interview was like, yeah, oh, yeah, the Ford. Yeah, we're going to be really good. All the Penske cars are going to be really good. What's like, going to say? Mean, we're going to suck? But, dude, I don't know. It's just, dude, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect him to fall off that much. Though. No, no, I'm telling you, these cars are shit. They're just awful. I didn't expect that much. Like I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. I was surprised they fell off that much because I mean, Blaney and Logano both had the Penzoil logo on the hood. It's the Penzoil 400. Logano won this race. He always race, wins. Yeah. yeah he two years wins. ago. He always obviously wins won the it. fall last race. Last year. Last year he yeah. won. Yeah. Not counting uh, the nine car, looking at the next six races on the schedule, I'm willing to say that all three of the Hendrick cars will each have a win by these next six races. I mean, if the Vegas race is any indicator, then yeah, I could, I could totally see that. And then, I mean, if we want to talk about the, uh, you know, the, uh, the drivers individually, I mean, well, I mean, we're on Danny's channel. We might, we might as well start with Alex Bowman here, right? I mean, we're already seeing, you know, um, um, uh, him benefit from the uh, brand I've, new crew chief. I've had Coda circled since last year that I think he can win that one. Yeah, so. that's mm. that's a very interesting. Like this is going to be a very interesting season. And it's just crazy because a lot of us. And I mean, even I had my doubts as well. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, some of y'all were like, "Oh yeah, fired out of there and stuff." But like now, it's like it's like, hey, this was a put up or shut up type season, and already three races in, you're doing this good. Ooh, like uh, 2021. Ooh, yeah. I mean, hey, hey. I, twenty twenty one, he was he was up and down in twenty twenty one though. The ups were really no, I'm saying going yeah. into twenty twenty one, people are like, okay, is like he actually good or is he oh, just oh, only yeah. good at the oh, end? Oh yeah, yeah. Goes out oh, there yeah, and that's... wins four races still. You you can no, even make true. the argument, hey, he might he he might have a better season than twenty twenty one. Isaac is saying it was never McDowell supremacy. It's always been Blake Harris supremacy. Hey, Blake See? Harris is the magic man, bro. Yeah, that could apparently. be true. That yeah. could be true. He's been it so consistent be. start this year. That yeah, could man. be true. Um, if, if he if he wins the championship with Bowman, I will start the show going. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure it's cool being on Eric Shambo. I'll go Harris supremacy. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know what will happen then, right? And Danny, you're not going to like this. This is the other side of that coin. Everyone's going to be like, see, it was never Bowman. It was always Blake Harris the whole damn time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that immediately. Oh, I, 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 I could say it now. Twitter, it would be lit up. It was never it was never William Byron. It was Fugle. And I guess that's a perfect segue. Like, imagine I mean, what Corey LaJoy could do with Blake Harris, man. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, the other William driver, Byron, though, yeah. uh, I mean – he won twice last year. It was early both times to get that win out of the way. Now I just hope for consistency. I think Jarrett, you mentioned it at the beginning that, you know, he went like 18 or 19 races last summer with one top 10 finish. Like that's garbage. That's terrible. Um, so can we get some consistency so that you're not going to the playoffs virtually ice cold? Like that's, well, that's all I ask. Yeah. Cause he started off, you know, let's not get too far ahead. He started off last year, very hot in the first few races, but yeah, then basically, it was like once Logano wrecked him at Darlington, that just took all his pride, and he went away. That's the <laughs> ceiling there. This, his ceiling, yeah. it, like, because we always we always talk about those debates back and forth about William Byron and Bowman. Like, we can't deny it. Whereas, like, what I my honest thoughts on it is that Bowman is the more consistent driver. He had he might not have the highest ceiling of anyone in the Cup Series, but you're not going to be a 25th place driver with Alex Bowman on a consistent basis. He's too good. He's too good to be a 25th place guy with William Byron. You have him like chase Elliott championship level to start the year last year. But then you also throughout the season, like I think I was looking over that span that he like scored, you know, like in the mid twenties of points, he was like right around, you know, the colleague guys last year, the colleague teams, which is not the greatest to be around. He was, it was there were a lot of teams out running that twenty four car that shouldn't have been. So seeing him start out this hot, my my own like that's that's my only thing is you got to be more consistent because no like I don't see why anyone should take Byron seriously until he can prove throughout an entire regular season that it's not just a fluke. Like I right, think seriously he'll make it, but I, not I need, championship. I need to see Byron honestly had the season that Chastain had last year because Chastain was consistently usually in the top five top 10 last year and that's why he was in the championship four ultimately yeah right now it's all potential and you know I thought he would have had you know success a lot sooner um once uh Chad Knauss paired up with him and stuff but I mean he was still obviously learning but obviously the uh and that was just a transition at that point yeah the Rudy Fugel pairing is obviously paying dividends it's just like you said it's just he is so inconsistent and I mean I feel like his ceiling is like he does have the have all the um the um the potential to be the best Hendrick Motorsports driver he does I mean it it may sound crazy but I mean I feel like he has all the intangibles and stuff but it's just he he can't put it together on a consistent basis, unfortunately. And it's going to, it's going to say a lot if he, um, if he, um, if he remains inconsistent with Rudy Fugel, because it's like, okay, who's the problem here? You know what I mean? Because I mean, they have great chemistry, but it's like, if you can't be consistent, then I don't know. You might have to change something up maybe, you know, but, but we're not at that point yet. We're no, still we're, very I, early. I don't think into it's the close season. yet, but yeah, no, I, I, there needs to be improvement this year. Like I think I, you know, I know people are saying how young he is, and I get that, but this is also year six. Like <laughs> this is we're six years into to this in the Cup Series. But I, I just want to say this because I've been a you know been a follow of Hendrick pretty much my entire life, and I've always seen you know majority of the time they have four drivers. 
usually it was always there's Gordon, there's Johnson, there's two more cars. And that's how it was forever. I really can't say we've been at a point where, yeah, there's Larson, there's Elliot, there's Alex and William, but I can't say that they're not still a chance that they could win a championship either. Versus in years prior, I really thought the only two Hendrick caliber cars for a championship was going to be a 24 to 48. Now, you know, I could say all, I could see all four of them being there. It's, it's a very complete team. It's the it most is. complete. I'd say it's the most complete Hendrick since about 20, I'd say 14, since 20, between 20, which 2012 is, and 2015. Those, which is weird are. because when we saw this kind of rendition of them starting in 2018, people were saying they were dead. <laughs> When we started the show, yeah. And, and now we're saying the same thing about Gibbs. Yeah. Oh. Stuart Haas. No, Stuart Haas. No, Stuart Haas, yeah. I don't know. Stuart, oh, Haas, uh, Stuart Haas has been, has been interesting. I, 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 feel uh, like, I feel like Tony's a couple more bad seasons away from being a Fox broadcaster and NHRA driver. Well, that's, that's my thing with Stuart Haas. I know we're kind of getting sidetracked here, but it is my, yeah. my idea with Stuart Haas that makes it different than Hendrick or Gibbs <laughs> is that the, the team owner seems just done being around NASCAR. To- yeah. to- Tony Tony is becoming a lot like Chip Ganassi, in my opinion. What I mean mm. by that is he has so many hands and so many cookie jars that he can just exit right there. He well, can do to to be fair, one of one of those cookie jars is also the same place that his wife is at week in and week That's out. That's true. So. Yeah, that makes a big difference. That's yeah, a but- pretty... Pretty big cookie jar. But back to Hendrick. The cookie the jar could actually tell him where to reach if needed. <laughs> and, and, and and let's not let's just say Tony Stewart. He also uh, can do whatever he wants with cookies because we know he likes to dip them in soda too. Yeah. That's oh yeah, soda, soda cookies. cookies. That's right. But uh, the final Hendrick driver in the race. I mean, uh, Kyle Larson. What I mean, what else is there to He's say? Kyle about Larson. Larson. It's just yeah, typical Kyle Larson. Uh, Kyle Larson performance. So. Yeah. yeah, there's not much else to add. I mean, it was interesting. This race was kind of lost for him on pit road because uh, Byron's team got William out uh, with two tires faster than Larson's team did two tires. It's, it's a very small thing to note, but I just remember pit crew won Larson that championship in 2021, you know, in the final race. So it's just kind of something to follow. I think Larson's got I, one of the best pit crews, but I think so does Byron. So it's it's more of a Hendrick across. It's just Hendrick has well, no holes well, at well, this re- point. Well, re- really, they all got good uh, pit crews. And I know the, yeah. the last the last uh, caution before uh, the last, the, what was the very last one, I think the 48 actually won the battle on pit road for that one. Yeah, I mean, so they really just don't have any holes uh, except for the nine car at the moment, which we'll talk about it's in a few moments. More of a bit of a um, break, but... It's yeah. Well, it's all, it's a temporary. It's like they dug a hole. They're going to fill it in a few weeks, probably. Yeah. Like, they'll probably like, fill it at Coda. Like, at, Coda. At, at, <laughs> at, at the end of the year, that 19th is probably still going to have two wins. So, oh, it will. Yeah. But they, nine cars going to be in the playoffs. But uh, they were kind of like Joey Logano in a sense. They were flying in this race. Oh, yeah. That Logano crash was for a spin. It was very dramatic. That, I mean, the fact that he had all four wheels off the ground at once. That's point. not. That's not the first time that's had. That's actually uh, pretty common at uh, Las Vegas. I remember the first ever qualifying session on the new uh, on the new configuration. There were so many spins. Paul Menard had uh, all four of his wheels up Get in the air. Yes. Oh yeah. I missed hey, that team. L- let's not forget the Rick Ware crash that was never on camera. That where the one photographer got the fifteen like 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 sideways on the wall yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean, again, Vegas is this a hey, it's a mile and a half, but it's a very interesting mile and a half. A lot of character on it too. A lot of character, but 
Oh, I, yeah. I, I like Vegas races. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was a little, I'm, a, I've been a little less forgiving than I think some fans. I gave it like a four and a half out of ten personally. I thought it was because it, because I thought it was dull because there was really, honestly, the, the little bit of strategy there was was for the most part inconsequential. The racing after the first stage, the second stage was brutal. I'm sorry, that's second give stage. Like, yeah, second stage was yeah, brutal. I, I think I go into Las Vegas races knowing like, okay, this isn't as bad as Texas, but it's not going to be like an auto club race either. So I don't need to get my hopes too high. I was expecting, like for me with Las Vegas, I expect the same thing I get out of a Kansas race. And I enjoy Kansas races. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I go to them. I wouldn't go to them every year if I hated it. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I'm not that much of a masochist, but I, I was just, I was expecting a little more and it is, it will, it, uh, it does fit, I should say, into a couple of the last few intermediate next-gen races. There have been a lot, and next-gen races in general, they have been getting a little more dominated. I think that might have been part of it. You know, there wasn't that much racing up front, and Serial Fox doesn't show much outside the top five unless they're doing a sponsor segment to cut off Danica. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say this, going off again on another tangent, I feel bad for Danica. Yeah, she, she's well, she would, so good. Well, she would bring up so many points, and then Clint would be like, I don't really think so. And it's like, <laughs> Clint, stop. Like what? She did get a couple things wrong. My favorite bit was early yeah. on. She's like, the outside on these restarts looks dominant. And then as she was saying that, like, I think Chastain was just making yeah. pass on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So I, was I, like, I don't oh. say she was perfect, but if it really felt she was like trying, she was, she was I, 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 when, I, when I, Mike Joy had to cut her off for that. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Coca-Cola family of drivers, whatever. Oh, the, whatever the, no, no, it was yeah. the Toyota arrow segment with Mike, with a uh, Larry McReynolds. I love Larry Mack, but why did we come back from a commercial only to show like a 92nd full screen, basically sponsorship when Danica is trying to tell us about Tyler Reddick carving through the field. Like, that Fox was, sports. That's that, I, I just got it. Basically. Com- yeah. Basically, on the week of International Women's Day, which, by the way, tell a woman in your life that you think of today on International Women's Day. Yeah. Uh, on the week of that, we bring in Danica Patrick to get mansplained by a Clint Boyer, basically. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't, Danny. <laughs> We're checking oh off God. every box. This We're checking night. off every box. Yeah, the freaking, oh, my God. I did not expect to hear you say that, Danny. That's what I'm <laughs> I mean, basically, that's what it sounds like when you, when you say it like that. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, yeah, Clint Boyer though. I, I don't know. It's just I, I can't get around to him in the booth. I just, I don't know if it's you know one of those generational things. But no, because I like Mike Joy, like you know, still, and he's like way, way older than me. But I don't know. It's, I, I can't wait for Kevin Harvick to uh, get in the booth next season. You know, I know we're already three races in. Still have. A ways to go, but I, I, I don't know. I just, it, it's like being a dead horse, I feel like, you know, so yeah. it's just not really going to get any better. And I feel like the next time we should com- we should uh, comment on it is when it gets do, really like, worse. Yeah, if it gets like really, really I mean, worse or really, really I better, don't, you know, and I know it's the same thing over and over again. But I, I kind of argued this after the race on Sunday. I was like, bring up still problems you have with it, because if you say nothing, they can just. Yeah, nothing, different problems. No yeah. I'm not saying not saying go after people on Twitter. Honestly, I'm just, avoid Twitter. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, if, if there's something that you're not crazy about, still say it. Just don't, you know, like us, talk about it for 20 minutes before, like we did before the show. <laughs> but uh, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, 
I personally thought it was. But do you guys think the Eric Almarola caution at the end warranted NASCAR throwing a caution? I think so because he was sideways in front of the field. But I noticed a lot of people didn't. So, all right, he was sideways. Yes, you're right. It it did warrant a caution. It was just it was just crazy to me. They were. I, I feel like NASCAR. They were looking though because that was quick. <laughs> that was really, really, really quick though. Like I mean, like he had just gotten sideways and oh, oh there it is caution immediately you know so yeah it I makes mean, you question when they don't see did. other things yeah you know <laughs> it's like, it's, no they, we know they, you have eyes we know you see everything yeah so <laughs> because jared, of things like this jared i fully agree that did need to be a caution but it was just it was just suspicious there <laughs> i was like whoa that was pretty fast that was really fast oh it was i will say it was fast i've just we talked last year and the year before on this show so much about NASCAR not throwing a caution at the right time. I, just, I, just, I feel like it's hypocritical that, you know, when a car is actually sideways in front of the field, ah, there's a left at green, who cares? You know, no, there's smoke call. coming off it. And, I, uh, think, yeah, I think I, they should have probably thrown a caution for the last lap wreck, too. I, was, I mean, yeah, I know it happened they, towards the back, did. but it, but I it was still, when they, they came I, around. I, yeah. I'm with, I'm with Jared yeah, on uh, this one. I, I remember many truck races, there was. When at Charlotte, where there clearly should have been a caution thrown early, I was at the Bristol 2021 race and watched this truck be slow on the top forever until Kyle Larson finally hit it. They didn't throw a caution. Yeah, I'd rather them be throwing it too early than not throw it at all. Yeah, and really quick, Danny, if you want to put a really quick poll, just like asking the the chat, yeah, like what did and, they and, think? And, what did they think of that? Yeah, we we need to uh, go ahead and get rid rid of that. Oh, I won! Oh, I won! <laughs> I won the hottest take! Oh my god! Oh, wow, that was a while ago. Uh, 34%, Eric Step 30%, uh, Jarrett 20%, Danny B14. Whoa. That's the first right. one I have at one. <laughs> yeah, I so, think so. Gotta get so, spicy. So, I mean, that, I'm, I'm noticing I'm always like the ones that lace. That means they really agree with what I say. <laughs> It's hard not to agree with Alex Bowman did well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Now, you have to be a freaking Alex Bowman, like, like uh, really bad Alex Bowman hater. All right, all right. I think yeah, that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 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 what 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 poll should we say, Darian? I'm sorry. Uh, so just ask them like if the Eric Amaral poll should have been a caution or not. Okay, okay, yeah. Because so I'll tell you yes what, no. when, when I streamed after the race, I had like a bunch of people in my chat were like, "Larson got robbed." Or, you know, mm. like, they're trying to rob Hendrick. And I'm like, Whoa. Larson fans in the last year well, or so have gotten wait, wait, very loud. Wait, hold on, hold very on. Loud. Hold on, Jared. They're trying to rob Hendrick. Meanwhile, they're one, two, three. How are you going to rob three cars? Like, like one, one's bound to win. <laughs> they were they were that dumb. Yeah, you don't know. Truex could have held the lead if things happened. Keselowski <laughs> could have taken zero tires and made things more interesting up front. But... Yeah, more cars could have made it more interesting. Yeah. Except uh, Truex, just him. But Okay, so... Chat. My, my my verbiage for this is kind of weird. It just should Eric Almirola have been a caution? Just should he be a caution? Should he be a caution <laughs> should, should he for be insisting on the track? Yeah, Our chat would say yes in a heartbeat. They, are <laughs> but, not, they do not seem to be Almirola. He's on the track, caution! <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of it, I mean, they, they seem to generally agree, I think. Yeah, like they understand. Like, yeah, he was sideways. It was just... Yeah, it was just really quick though. It was really quick. They were like, they were just looking. They were just looking for a reason. Like, mm, that, you know? <laughs> That's going to get taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What what do we got next? We need to move on from Well, and on the subject of eyes, we need to talk about ratings. No, do we have to? No. What does eyes and ratings have to do with them? 
because you have eyes on the tv screen you're right i can i was like I was trying to figure out the segue. Right. Danny's usually the master of segues. This one was too smart. I'm still for me. on it. <laughs> well, uh, I, I can roll in here. Uh, so 3.991 million viewers uh, watched this race, which is 12% off of last year's. I I will say, just to start with, I think part of it was the Chase Elliott effect, but I still don't think that we would have seen an increase of ratings this week, personally. Yeah. I don't think it'd be as bad, though. This is where Jarrett yeah. comes in with a but. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> that was a good impression. <laughs> but uh, we also only had 813,000 in the key demo, which was 20%. Worth mm-hmm. noting, both IndyCar and Formula One were down from last year. And mm-hmm. that's why I say if, if, if the hottest sport in America, which make no mistake, right now, growth-wise, Formula One is – if they're having a decrease in ratings in a similar field as you, I really don't see why NASCAR would without yeah. their most popular driver. I still think, though, it would have been a 6 to 8% decrease around what we've seen so far this season. Um, but, I mean, I think that the Chase Elliott effect still was pretty big in that regard, too. Uh, and you and, see, you've seen it before. You've seen it with Dale Jr., yeah. Jeff Gordon, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, uh, a really quick segue, though. This still has to do with the ratings, just uh, IndyCar-wise. It's just funny to me. I feel like IndyCar had the biggest W despite losing viewership because... They're the best race. A lot of, well, I, well, yeah, not only that, but also a lot of people didn't even know they were back this weekend. I'm, I'm serious. They found out the day of. There was quite a few I was that, that a found w? out the day of. Uh, well, I don't know, because... Seems like an L in marketing Well, department. no, you would expect, though, you would expect the uh the rating to be a lot lower though because of that so their marketing yes. department still well, has to have you know they my, have a lot of work to do still though my argument is is kind of like with nascar is yeah their core base is there and i think nascar's core base is growing we saw it with the increases this week with xfinity and trucks mm-hmm. but like once again they've, think, they've increased almost every race this year so yeah, far. yeah but yeah. sizable amounts too I, it's just with me like you know you talked about the indycar one like what's the point you know yeah you had a great race but yeah, we really saw it, and that's kind of what NASCAR. Yeah. It's like, you know, we can we can try and manipulate it to say it's it's good, and again, I still think it would have been better had Chase Elliott been there. I don't think that's a hot take to say that you need your most popular person in your respective sport. Like, would anyone watch a Chiefs game if Pat Mahomes wasn't playing? Other dude, nobody, yes. nope. And, dude, growing up, nobody was a Chiefs fan growing up, so no. <laughs> and I, I I just gotta say this. I know no one was really worried about this, but the only really competition that NASCAR has right now is XFL and USFL. And I'm just looking at their numbers. Yeah, they're they're no threat anytime soon. Three XFL games averaged five hundred seventy one thousand views. Go St. Louis. Go Battle hey, Lux. Houston Roughnecks, I think, are still undefeated. Yeah. Go Battle hey, Lux. You guys know the team names? Yes. <laughs> just because it's the only reasonable football team in Southeast Texas. Houston is my team because their logo resembles the Oilers, and that's, you know, the <laughs> Titans' history. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, XFL is not going to be any threat yeah, to NASCAR's um, ratings. But, unfortunately, though, um, the ratings in general, it, basically it was an L for everybody. I, you know, see, everybody was down. So. I think the NASCAR one can be at least partially explained because of Chase Elliott not racing. But it's the IndyCar one. It's like, how did they butcher the marketing so oh. bad that they had a 15%, 16% in- decrease? Yeah. An F1. That's yeah. the, like they, a new season of Drive to Survive see, came out like a week ago. How did they go down? See, that's to my earlier point. It's like with, with you know, with IndyCar's, you know, marketing mishaps, like, 
I was expecting a way lower number than just 15, 16%. And, and remember, too, you know, in, I, I believe IndyCar had less viewers in Formula One, and IndyCar was on main NBC. Yeah, that's the that's the that's a major problem. It's a major so, problem still. And the I, F1 race was at like 10 a.m. Central. Was, I no, nine, nine a.m. Central. 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 I'm like used to, I'm used to a lot of them being seven or eight a.m. It was like an hour and a half before the IndyCar race. So I mean, it, it, like the way mm-hmm. they, I, I have to give credit. This is probably by uh, NBC's doing moving the IndyCar race around. Like the way they had it all set up is you could watch pretty much nice. all three races right in a row. It felt like yeah. Memorial Day weekend. It was nice. I, I did yeah. see somebody bring up. Uh, I've saw some people bring up, I should say, on the uh, monstrosity of Twitter that may, maybe maybe uh, I'm sorry, I hate Twitter. It was pre-purchased too. I just want to say that for anyone trying to make anything hey. out of this. Hey, I've Jerry, always gonna, hated Twitter. You, you gonna join Twitter Blue, Jerry? You about to pay eight dollars? <laughs> no, I'm gonna go get a couple Chipotle melts for the eight dollars. But I, but I saw a good point on that crap site, and it was that. Maybe, especially for core motorsports viewers like us who will watch multiple races. I mean, are you really wanting to sit in front of your TV from like nine nine thirty in the morning all the way to six at night on what was a pretty, at least for me, I could tell outside it was a pretty pleasant Sunday afternoon. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make it as an excuse. I'm just saying maybe it explains why we saw that kind of, you know overall motorsports decrease because i understand nascar the start of this year could be might have you know would have been down especially with elliot being out i understand i can understand indycar being down just because obviously their marketing wasn't that damn good if even indycar fans really didn't know it was coming back but formula one being down is what really sets like a not alarm bell but just a light off like there's something there is something more going on and maybe it's t maybe it also is just less people watching tv i get that um, but I feel like it was almost a hodgepodge of different problems all thrown into one little bowl. Jeez, I, I just looked at the IndyCar schedule. They started this week and they don't race again until uh, April second. Yep, that's part of the problem. Yep, we had um, we had an um, an awesome season opener, but you won't see another race for like almost like, a month. <laughs> you got to do some guessing as to when they're racing. Yeah. So that's yeah they they have a lot of problems though not as a, yeah yeah they have a lot of problems unfortunately <laughs> but anyways yeah yeah but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, to end the poll people think that Eric Almirola should be a caution oh did someone say poll did somebody say poll did somebody say poll and it's time for the famous iceberg poll the poll the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR weekly podcast sorry answer answer us now poll (laughs) poll I will answer you my uh, my YouTube app actually completely restarted and then popped back up so I had to pull the poll back up go figure YouTube but luckily that's only just for the comments because I have everything else written down so 10% of you thought that this race was a great race so you know what, guys? We do know at wow. least 10% of our fans are Hendrick Motorsports fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, 46% said it was a good race, so a net positive of 56%. Uh, 32% said it was just a plain average race. 9% said below average. 4% bad, so 13% net negative on this one. Uh, we have a familiar first commenter, uh, MVR owner. So is it a positive, a negative, or a meme? Meme. I'm going to say positive. Positive. Okay. Here's what he had. 
He said, I love how post-race Danica and Clint were talking about how, quote, his career began on a computer and that computers and Sims are the future. Side note, did anyone else realize this race actually ended under caution? Clint Boyer said something about it in post-race as well. I clearly didn't realize. I thought it ended under dream. I didn't realize that. I knew too. a wreck cap. I don't think they threw the caution. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. they must have waited a while. Yeah, it was when they were all, like coming to the line. I think so. Like once the race was decided. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so, fair yeah. enough. Once well, it was hey. one, two, three, according to the conspiracy hey. theorist. Uh, theorist. So, no, so we got a meme and a lesson. There you go. I didn't know that. Should we make lesson the fourth option? <laughs> <laughs> educate us. Teach oh. us a lesson, guys. I like that one, Danny. You need to do that at some point. Like educate us, Paul. Oh. <laughs> and just do something uh, about us uh side note i just want to say we have mittens racing cat in the chat again Aww. oh what, li- what life are you on now mittens six yeah, seven yeah. <laughs> hey did y'all see um there was a there's a um a whole video that was uploaded basically doing a whole investigation on who hit the cat yeah did they figure out who did it uh so um it was between ty gibbs and eric amarola oh Another hey. reason for the chat not to like Almarola. <laughs> side <laughs> side note, I've I have waited to say this to you, Darian, but that video you posted about the the fan with they watched the, the I cannot cl- I had to click like don't show this because that picture you used in the thumbnail of the dead person just freaked me out. Hey, so that's much. a mask. That's a mask, bro. It's a Halloween mask. That's it's a, a Halloween mask. mask. Yeah, it's a, a mask. I just freaking edited it like crazy, bro. I, I saw that. I was like, wow, what a picture, Darian. Hey, but bro, the 2011-2012 seasons, bro, they're ruined for everybody. <laughs> uh, Darian, I don't know if you saw my comments on that video or not. I, oh, I hearted it. I hearted it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't go back and check my comments <laughs> usually because. Like, I, like I, I know the story behind that. I just like, I saw the picture. I was like, I, I get it away, get it away. I'm laughing at this comment on your video, Darian. I know we're getting really meta here, but it said that just brought the term diehard fan. (laughs) Okay. Okay. okay, Let's get back to the poll, bro. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. So after the show, go watch Darian's video. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty funny. Um, In a morbid way. Uh, So (laughs) looking at some comments from the poll and the race, I'll, I'll read a couple. The top comment was from Sans Geek. Who said the first 200 or so laps was a snooze fest, but the last half of stage three was entertaining and had some great racing. Love seeing Byron with the clutch out win. He deserves it. Uh, so just be consistent. Just be consistent. Uh, let's see what else we have. I'm not reading books, people. Hold on. Can, can I just read something real quick? Of course. To, 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 to answer Eric's earlier question, Mittens the Racing Cat said Mittens has five lives left. And I love Ty Gibbs until he took my sixth life. Also, <laughs> hey, he gets us. He's just trying to show, show him Jesus <laughs> right up in person. <laughs> Here comes Jesus. <laughs> I broke you. That's funny. That's a good. That's that's a hell of a sponsor like, activation. You, you, you know, you know those bill, you know those billboards. Get ready to meet God. <laughs> That's that's Ty's next we game. Broke Darian. That's funny. <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, that sorry. was funny. I'm sorry. You get my composure back, bro. <laughs> We're just talking about how, how mid. Bro, I'm, let's I'm, get back I'm, to the poll, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I'm allowed to laugh at that. <laughs> let's get back to the poll, there, bro. There, I can't we're, just, do this. we're just talking about how mittens meant the subject of your video yesterday. CJ uh, Odell says Trackhouse has had five top tens and six starts. Suarez finished in the top ten for the third week in a row. Chastain just narrowly missed out on a third top 10 in a row by finishing 12th. Also, shout out to Wallace for a top five. Cindric mm-hmm. and Haley also for top 10s. Yeah, Austin Cindric. Yeah. I was like a no-show all race and then just goes full Matt Kenseth and pops up in six at the end. I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get all your guys' favorite drivers mentioned at some point. I got two down, one to go. <laughs> um, let's see. Blake says seven out of 10 race overall. Thought the booth was better too. Danica getting interrupted for a planned segment was funny. Yeah. She's just doing her job. And Mike's like, excuse me. Give me now. Yeah. Eric. Eric. Where'd you go? Uh, Eric. He'll come back. Uh, He's just laughing at the Ty Gibbs thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Matias for uh, this comment says, had some exciting moments here and there, but overall I thought it was decent. I don't think it ever went as far down as average. Always happy to see my boy Willie B score a win. I'd say it's a fair, I, you know, especially like for your guy winning a race. I'm telling you, when Dale Jr. would win a race, all right, there I go. I got all of them. When Dale Jr. <laughs> would win a race, I would just straight up be like, it was the greatest race ever. It was amazing. And people were like, that race really sucked. Sucked, like, no, it was bro. awesome. Jr. won. The, the 2004 uh, Fall Phoenix race was the greatest Phoenix okay. race ever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, great. Perfect. Wins by um, okay, three this, seconds. This one, this is one of my favorite accounts because they just post the same comment every week and it never gets old for me because it's just the, the joke is good. I think I think Na- I know what it is. NASCAR Shill said, oh, thank you, oh. Steve Phelps, Steve O'Donnell, and Ben Kennedy. What a great race. <laughs> he just says it every week. It's just a positive oh. thing to them. Every I week. Have, what a gimmick to be doing. I have a guy who comments on every one of my posts, shorts, and videos saying Marty Robbins. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got that yeah. one, too. Yeah, we all got it. Yeah, yeah. At, least, at least you know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me get down to the bottom. We can get the spicy one. Oh, down to the gutters! I love going to this. Is where the, this is where the Hendrick haters are. Yep, <laughs> for the Elliot fans. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh. Oh. Um, wow, I'm surprised. There's no cussing. I can read this. Oh, interesting. Uh, so I'll read the last five since they're actually able to be read. Ill says what a terrible broadcast by fox and a terrible funeral procession on track damn damn y'all andre says the most boring race i've seen in years what the hell was that flag in the end the guy maintained his car he never spun out guys i can name like five ten more boring races than that one a bunch of numbers to spell out ghost killer says not a real win um wait what okay that was as real no, as it ever looked to me. Troll- no, he's trolling, bro. Don't fall for that. Uh, he's trolling. Black he's trolling. Hat 992 says, wow, that was boring. And Logan England simply leaves mid. Uh, now, I want to say I did, none of those positive or negative statements were mine. They were all other commenters. So if you take this out of context, I will put this context underneath. Where hey, that what's up? What's up, Noah Lewis? Hey, Danny, if we want to mod Noah Lewis. I, I, I just I just made him a mod. Yeah, what's up, if, Noah? What's if, up? I say, if I say Peter again, I'll mod him if I don't have it already. Oh, oh, I thought you already had him modded. Well, I could maybe, be wrong. Maybe I, I do, but Noah is. Yeah, too. I saw Peter in here, too. What's up, guys? What's up? We'll see y'all at uh, Atlanta this weekend. But that was the poll. 
And next uh, week, that's what everyone thought. Yes. And that'll conclude this edition of the famous Iceberg Pole on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, I need some water. I was choking after the... Had to refresh. to Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, we were having fun on the show, but now I think it's about that time we get into the serious, you know, stuff. Yeah, I mean, Hendrick Motorsports goes one, two, three. Probably could have been one, two, three, four if Chase Elliott was racing. Um, I guess we can kind of cover that a bit. I mean, Josh Berry filling in finished 29th, but we know now at this point Chase Elliott is going to miss at least the next six weeks with the leg injury. He fractured his left tibia uh, in a um, sk- not, uh, snowboarding not, wreck. Not the fibia, Gosh. the tibia. I get them mixed up all the time. Um so Josh Berry filling in. We know Josh Berry is going to fill in at all the oval tracks until Elliot comes back. Uh, and Jordan Taylor, I'm excited about this. Jordan Taylor is mm-hmm. going to drive the nine at Coda. Uh, I'm going to be there. And I, I mentioned this in my show today. I feel like we we still occasionally see a road course ringer like Kimi Raikkonen last year, and I guess this year again as well. But like, mm-hmm. it's rare these days that a ringer comes in and just like runs up front. You know, like they they might crack the top ten if they're lucky. But I think Jordan Taylor, he he's going to be a top five threat, no doubt. He's going to bring back the road course ringer in NASCAR. I, I, yep. He very well might. So, yep. so, that's so, exciting. So I'm looking at the races that would have Barry in. His last one, well, hopefully last one, would be Martinsville. Think don't so. count don't count him out for that one. Yeah, he gets Richmond and Phoenix this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. So hey, that works to know. his favor. You know, uh, Josh Berry, though, perfect replacement. You know, I, I know, you know, the the dream scenario would have been Jimmy Johnson returns to Hendrick Motorsports. But no, nah, no, nah, Josh Berry, he's a, a very capable hey, replacement. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I would have loved maybe like a maybe like a Martinsville to have seen Dell Jr. run, run one race hey. in a next gen. Hey, I'm I would have buying liked that. all the Martinsville tickets in the world. Hey, <laughs> hey, I would have liked that too. But hey, you know, hey, you never know with this next gen and you know, yeah. junior and the uh, mm, yeah. problem. So yeah. I, the Corey yeah. LaJoy, I, I would love to talk to Corey and see if there was any truth to the rumors that he was in discussion or I, like that he was going to drive the, the nine. I was, I was thinking about that being similar to David Reagan when he stepped in for Kyle Busch because I think he was with front row at the beginning of the year so. yeah that sounds right he was yeah. a front row i think but also was, too was, um oh, was he with front row or was he with michael walter bracing with the toyotas when mm. when it came with no, no, Kyle I, Bush? I, I thought he got hired by michael walter after doing so well in the 18 might have been that because yeah. that that also, year all i remember michael walter bracing for, sorry all i remember michael no, no, walter bracing for was was brett moffitt being down a cylinder and restarting in front of the whole <laughs> field at atlanta oh yeah no, that was my bad, Jared. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to mess up your mic or anything. That's okay. my bad. But, no, it's okay. but anyways, but anyways, um, um, also though, Corey LaJoy, he had talked about this publicly. Um, I believe it was a uh, uh, a couple years back. He actually wrote a uh, a letter to uh, Rick Hendricks saying like, "Hey, I want to drive for you and stuff." So like, I'm like, okay, well, he's doing way better now. But then also, <laughs> I like that. Well, he's I- doing way better now. But then also too, like. Like, hey, you know, an opportunity just popped up out of nowhere, you know, not the way you, you know, want it per se, but still, you know, like I it it was looking like a uh, a slight possibility though. It's just that yeah, you know, I Josh just wonder Barry if it was true. Go. Like I, I want to know if it was actually true. And I feel like Corey would be the kind of guy to be honest and say, Yeah, it was or it wasn't, because I saw a couple reporters were saying, like, hey, there's two choices that are being mulled over. One would be surprising, and then you had all the Corey LaJoy rumors, and I'm like that. I feel like there might be, might've been some truth to it, but like you said, Darian, he's actually gotten off to a hot start this year with Spire three straight top twenties by their standards. That's a good, 
it's a really good start to the season. So it would have been great for him personally to go to the nine, maybe contend for a win over the next few weeks. But I would hate to mess up the momentum that they seem to be building long term over at Spire. I, like if they brought in Hosovar or somebody to drive yeah. the seven, and, I don't and, think they would get better. Like and yeah. and shout out to Carson Hosovar really quick, bro. I you you know what you was doing, bro. You was trolling, bro. Like come on, bro, yeah. chill out. Yeah, chill out. No, he knew you know what he was doing. doing, bro. Stop. He he had a chance to you know tie into what he personally what? had going on. He said he That's said the same he... same thing as Noah in the pen, bro. He, he was in that saying 77 like seventy seven car in uh, the Xfinity series starting at Dover. But, but his yes. explanation was like, "Oh, I'm I I meant to put 7 p.m. Please, it's not that hard to put p.m. Bro, like I, I love Carson, bro. He's funny. But anyway, back funny. to Hendrick though. Back to Chase. Um, I guess um I can start off with like you know giving my thoughts on it. You know, it is very unfortunate. Um, obviously, you know, I I feel like our our generation is a blessing um in a sense because um we didn't grow up watching drivers you know die on the racetrack. You know, but Whenever they get hurt, though, in and out of the car, it still sucks because, I mean, you want to see, you know, the most talented guys out there. And Chase Elliott, I mean, I know some of y'all like to troll him and stuff. And, you know, I did to a certain extent, like, oh, Mickey Champion, oh, but no, let's let's get let's get serious here, y'all. Like, you know, he's already a champion every season in the Cup Series. He um, he has finished at least top 10 in points. Um, So it's just. It's very unfortunate that this happened, you know, when he was just, you know, having fun, just, you know, snowboarding and stuff. And um, my uh, my concern is, though, is that, you know, a lot of us, you know, a lot of fans of that um, they've been saying like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, um, Kyle Busch comeback about to happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, let's we don't even know, like, officially how long is it going to be out right now? It says six weeks. But that can turn into eight weeks, 10 weeks, depending on, you know, you know what, you know, we're, uh, you know. A bunch of stuff can happen. Uh, a bunch of stuff can pop up um, um, with his uh, re, um, with his uh, with his uh, recovery, recovery and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, so and yeah. and I've been talking about this with these guys here. Uh, one thing I'm curious about if you know Darian does the Darian's betting odds. If you're a betting person, well, I think before this happened, Elliot's odds winning championship were plus seven hundred. They've now went to plus nine fifty after one wake out. Keep an eye on this. See where he's looking at in six weeks. And if you think he can pull off a Kyle Bush, could be a good opportunity. Just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, my, oh, for, for me with Elliot, I like I feel like I have a unique perspective on this because I didn't know I didn't do it snowboarding, but I broke my leg before. I broke my leg, foot, ankle, all this stuff at the same time. And the the recovery for me actually is really quick because I just I did everything the doctor told me to. We followed up on every, you know, uh, appointment, everything like that. For me, though, the worst part was trying to rush it back. And there were only two times I tried rushing anything. And it both had to do with getting the cast off and going to the boot. Uh, and when I got the the walking boot put on the first time, it was too early. So I didn't have enough support on the broken bone yet. More painful than the actual like I, I would not wish that pain on anyone. Like the actual, like I, I brought this up the, uh, the other day. Like when I broke it, um, it hurt. Obviously, <laughs> it hurt, but it wasn't. You know, for me, it wasn't like the worst pain I've ever felt. You know, I obviously couldn't walk on it, but I wasn't like bawling. I wasn't making a, you know, as much a scene as I, uh, as I couldn't. You know, it could have. I, I wasn't, I wasn't meaning to not be able to get up. Uh, but when I got the cast taken off and the boot put on i 
like was uncontrollably crying. I was in the most pain I've ever been in. I was begging basically for, like some kind of change, whether it was, you know, the, to up the, the pain meds for it. So it would go away, get the cast back on whatever it had to be. And so where I tie this in on is for Elliot's case, you know, this season, yes, six weeks. And if that's the case, then awesome. Because I think NASCAR needs Chase Elliott back. But long-term has to be the, the thought process here. If he gets hurt again and, like, really screws up that leg, then we're, we might not be looking at six weeks. We might be looking at an entire season loss or it going into the next year because that stuff that can – those aches, those pains that can carry over. So that's that for me is where – and it's the same thing with Kyle Busch in 2015 is where I'm thinking on this is I just – I don't want him to rush his way back and then get more hurt than before. Yeah, you'd hope that he definitely has the best team of doctors around, and you'd hope he's driven to follow their guidance um, to the t- to a T. So, uh, yeah, I, exactly. I don't want him to rush it back. Everyone wants him back. The team, the sponsors, everybody wants him back as soon the as sport, possible. The sport, yeah. <laughs> wants him back. But, um, but don't rush it back. Uh, you know, NASCAR's basically already said you're going to get a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, like, honestly, push it an extra couple of weeks. I know you want to come back. It sounds it's, like maybe Talladega. I would wait a week. Don't come back for Talladega. Or just ride, after- at the, ride at the back and then have someone jump in like Denny Hamlin did. Yeah, you could do – exactly. That's actually not a bad idea. You could do that. Um, because ultimately, with no top 30 in points rule, you just have to win a race. And if he comes back with 10, 15, maybe t- close to 20 regular season races left – yeah, Chase Elliott can win one of those. I think everyone would. I think all of us here, everyone watching, would pick Chase Elliott to win one of the final regular season races. He's Hawkins just that fun. good. But <laughs> yeah, if he's not a hundred percent, if he comes back and he's not a hundred percent, then I don't know. Maybe Chase Elliott's not in condition to contend for wins. So you want to make sure this is healed completely. I think he will. Um, so I saw someone say, you know, the big big difference between this and Kyle Busch's is that Kyle Busch didn't have to worry about stages taking away extra points that you know they have today but also sure. also the chase Elliott's advantage he doesn't have to be in the top 30 like Kyle Busch had to be the biggest thing you know one would assume I mean it's Chase Elliott he's going to get the waiver Tony Stewart got a waiver in 2016 after his uh what was it UTV whatever the term is he had a crash and like that in, in yeah. the offseason he got a waiver for that one would assume but the question is also there, you know, do you think he should get a waiver? I mean, you know, this was an extracurricular activity that in all terms of argu- arguing was avoidable in a way. But, you know, not going to say, you know, oh, shame on you, Chase. But, you know, there is an argument to be made there. Yeah, it's a fair. Yeah, it's a, mean, fair, point. It's a I, fair point. I'll, it's a fair I'll point. make the argument and I, I guarantee uh, people will disagree with me on it, but. I, I, I don't, I don't honestly like the whole waiver deal, no matter what, because I, it's, it hasn't been yet. It's, it'd take a lot of circumstances to do so, but it, this can be exploited. I don't like it also because of the top 30 rule. Now there is, you know, he can win a race yeah. that is challenging. And that's not what I'm talking about in this, in what I'm saying here, but it is not as much of a challenge to luck into a rain win or have a good strategy call than to get in the top 30 in points and make up that time when we now have a much more competitive field than we even did back in 2015. And it it's it's one of the things I think we overlooked when we talked about when the top 30 rule got taken away is that 
it's like it's almost like NASCAR is making it as simple the the most simple paths possible to make these the the postseason to let anyone in no matter what happens. And then if you even look at NASCAR's precedent, you know, they you know allowing Tony Stewart and I remember that was controversial at the time because when they let Kyle Busch in, they said it was during a racing incident. So I just want yeah. some like consistency here. Like is are is just everything waiver worthy? Because I personally if, think if, that everything isn't. If you do something extracurricular and get hurt, that's on you. You made that decision. Just like Denny Hamlin did in twenty ten, just like Tony Stewart did in twenty sixteen. If the if the president's if the president was set with Tony Stewart in twenty sixteen, I think that's where it needs to stay. The only thing I could think of in more recent time was Brett Moffitt being hurt in a motocross accident, but he never needed a waiver because the the COVID pandemic actually kept the sport out long enough for him to fully heal from that to where he didn't even need the waiver. Yeah. And yeah, really I, 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 so I agree with Jared is I, I think the precedent ultimately says that, yeah, he should and will get a waiver, but I, I honestly do agree. Like I think there needs to in the future, maybe not, maybe the line has already been set. If you get injured at all, you're going to get a waiver. But, you know, personally, I think Tony Stewart getting a waiver in 2016 was a little silly. And I honestly think Chase Elliott getting a waiver this year is a little silly as well. I don't know. I, I think I think it's consistent with past decisions, but I think past decisions were done a little too um, willy-nilly. Uh, I, I can't remember who tweeted it. I want to say it was Aaron Bearden. I don't remember who I saw tweet it, but it was a or it was, uh, uh, it was a Seth Eggert from uh, Kicking the Tires, I believe, who tweeted out a chart of every waiver uh in nascar history and i think it was aaron who made a comment that the only driver who's never ever been declined a waiver was grant enfinger because he missed a race because he didn't have sponsorship and so it was basically the comment was i guess you get a waiver for everything except being poor <laughs> 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 and I thought, damn that is accurate if uh, you're below the poverty line no like, waiver even matt kenseth got a freaking uh waiver in 2020 for not having a ride for four weeks <laughs> like, and, and that, that, he, it was well, isn't it like the rule you need to declare to run the full schedule. It's like he never declared. He's a sub. Yeah. 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 I mean, at that point, I guess he was technically he was like, "I'm declaring for the cup." I, mean, I guess. I, I, I guess it would seem bad on NASCAR's part too. Yeah, we're not going to let the guy subbing in for the guy who just dropped the N word during a pandemic. Uh, I, I think they did it. I think it was mainly a favor to Ganassi. They're like, "Hey, we suspended your driver." So we'll let your new driver be playoff eligible. So I think that's what it'll like, be. That's a fair. That's a fair. But but, yeah. but 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 at the same time, wasn't that was only Larson? He only did what four races. I mean, at that point, he was basically doing the whole season. It was. I, yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's still it's to Jared's point. They give a waiver for almost everything. So uh, yeah, like at this point, the press. I mean, is it, I mean, it, it, it ended up not matter. He he wasn't going to make the playoffs, sadly. But the lesson. Well, thanks for reminding me that. The lesson to learn in all of this is don't be poor. <laughs> yeah, just don't just Fairly. just have a sponsor and everything will work out have millions no. have yeah like gosh of thousands of dollars behind you at all times yeah just you're be tell, rich gosh he, yeah you're telling me grand Enfinger couldn't find fifty thousand something dollars yeah. for that race oh, that's that's change man i just find that on the street every day yeah my gosh I, I have one final question for everybody here so like with hendrick motorsports being so dominant early on um where do you see chase elliott falling um 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 with the team do you think it'll be business as usual when he comes back or is there going to be like some time where it's like oh he has to get readjusted and all that or but i think i like if he's coming back in six weeks by the coke 600 i expect him to be completely normal i I expect kind of like kyle bush you could be a little rusty going in but you'll race pretty much like normal if not better being more motivated 
because looking back on history, it's like um, when certain drivers who have gotten hurt have come back, like you either have a Kyle Busch 2015 type season championship or Denny Hamlin 2013. Now, granted, that was a massive accident of, you know, t- way different injury. But, you know, I feel like, I don't know, like there's really no in between usually, you know, so I, I don't know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully he uh, comes back and uh, he's, uh, you know, it's normal Chase Elliott and competes for a championship that would be funny though that would be funny and uh, uh yeah. thank you mods thank you mods yeah if chase Elliott wins a title this year both of his championships will be mickey mouse championships <laughs> no <laughs> i wonder Eric, if people, what have you done i wonder hey, if people hating on kyle bush for that will keep the same energy for chase elliott doing that oh they that's better, a good they point they, and no no we're gonna make sure no, no, they no, keep no. the it's, same energy. no remember remember jared kyle bush is now a fan favorite uh he's Wait, never done anything wrong in the eyes Eric, of apparently the entire fan base he was with the toyota Eric. back then though <laughs> yeah, Toyota corrupted him for all these years. He's been healed. <laughs> Eric, you just gave. Oh, you just you messed up, bro. <laughs> you just, hey, that's not me saying it. I was just I'm just predicting what the Twitter Twitter. I wasn't even thinking about that Instagram though. Now it's say. out there. Now it's out there in front well, of. Over I just gave you a video people. idea. One one other nine question from now. I have I for you guys. <laughs> one other question I got is: Should teams restrict drivers from doing oh. more extra curricular activities like this? Because it, it's it's both. Like, I'll just put this out there. Set set Hendrick back with their sponsors probably a little bit. Sponsors probably aren't happy about their driver not being there, and it's not good for the sport missing the most popular driver. I was just thinking about that, and you know, I was worried because as soon as I heard the I heard about the news, like obviously, like you know, after thinking about like, damn, like hope Jace is okay, you know, this and that. Like I was also thinking, I was like, oh, this could have a very negative effect because this isn't just a driver; it's the most popular driver in the and- sport. And just to clarify that, what Darren said, I think all four of us, our first thought was, dang, Hope Chase is okay. Yes. Then about an an hour later, that's when you start thinking, oh, what is this going to actually do? Yeah, no, guys, it wasn't like, it wasn't like two minutes after finding out. Like, no, it was like way, way, way. Yeah. Like during the truck. But that's when all the questions are coming like, okay, should he get a waiver? You know? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, like. I was thinking about that, but then the response on, um, from uh, from Hendrick Motorsports told me that, yeah, they're pretty PO'd, but at the same time, it's like, you know, these drivers, they spend, you know, a ton of time getting, you know, prepped for the weekend stuff. You know, they have a long season and stuff. They obviously have to have some type of personal life. Otherwise, you will burn out. And really, I mean, that's really for anything you uh, you um, you do work-wise in general. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, burn the oil and stuff, but... I don't know, as far as like, you know, um, owners restricting uh, um, drivers to do certain things. I mean, we've seen that to some extent with Joe Gibbs and, you know, like some of the uh, dirt racing stuff we've seen to an extent. But I mean, since this is the most popular driver, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to fully restrict them, but maybe like for certain trips or certain things, like, I don't know, like maybe the driver's have to start letting them know like hey like is it cool if i do this and so, that all the time so I'm not i sure. don't i don't think you'll see any widespread changes um but i'm also not surprised to hear the drivers say no 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 let us do whatever we want like of course <laughs> that's what they're gonna say and i don't blame them uh it's so this is what i said on my show today if i was chase elliott i would not go snowboarding i would also not be a pilot and fly my own planes around but that's oh, also yeah. because i don't take that many risks in my day-to-day life and i think to be a great race car driver you like that same itch, that same part of your brain that makes you a great race car driver also causes you to be more risk-taking, more of a daredevil, more of a thrill seeker. And so I I feel like you can't have 
Chase Elliott be the best driver he can be without also indulging his off-track escapades. I mean, look at Larson. I know there he's racing a, a sprint car. He's actually racing, but Kyle Larson runs every dirt race he wants, wins 10 cup races. Like, I think it made him a better cup series driver. Uh, so that's why, like, when when Joe Gibbs, we found out, has apparently told Christopher Bell no more sprint car racing, Yeah, I kind of want Gibbs to change his mind because I, I do get that sprint car racing is probably more dangerous than snowboarding, but I think it'll make Bell better. I think it's a worthwhile risk. So if you want Chase Elliott to be his very best, my point is I think you have to let him scratch that itch. I just think that's why we always say race car drivers are a different breed. I think that's what we're talking about. So I would not go snowboarding, but that's also why I'm not a race car driver, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I kind of set up this, you know, because we, uh, a little bit earlier uh, when I asked, you know, about how many, how many people would watch a Kansas city chiefs game. If Patrick Mahomes wasn't in the game. And I think we can say Pat Mahomes is the face of the NFL. Probably the face of professional sports right now. Let's not talk about his well, little brother. Ch- <laughs> don't even bring it up then. <laughs> Chase Elliott is the face of NASCAR. And I bring the, the, those two up for the sense that there was a video that Pat Mahomes put on a couple years ago on his Instagram, just him going playing basketball with some friends. He got called by the Kansas City Chiefs and told you are not allowed to do any kind of sport outside of football uh, that is like would not help in football in, in any way. Like, don't do that. We don't want you injured. You only have a finite amount of time to be the best in the world at what you do. And I think the same can apply to Chase Elliott on this and to anyone. Uh, do I now? Do I think it'll be should be different because they're race car drivers in a sense? Yes, I think. You know, going over and doing other series, doing a late model series, doing, you know, World of Outlaws, going over to IndyCar maybe as like a one-off here and there. I think that stuff can can be a given on that. But look at Denny Hamlin, tore his ACL playing basketball. Chase Elliott broke a leg playing or uh, being on a snowboard. I think that stuff is in a different bin than extra racing because it's just, I think that they're just completely different things in that regard. Uh, I think it should stay up to the teams. If, you know, as much as it sucks that Christopher Bell can't race, and I disagree with that, I think that that's Joe Gibbs' prerogative. He's the one who put the money and put the time and the effort and all that stuff to propping him up. Same with Rick Hendrick. Uh, but I do think it's something I think teams should look more into because this will hurt the sport. Like, this will hurt everyone and it's i know it sucks because chase elliott would have to be held to a different standard but i think we've seen throughout racing history whether it's richard petty bill elliott dale jr or chase elliott now most popular driver may maybe unfairly has to be held up to a different standard because of their popularity and because of what they matter to the sport itself and it sucks because they can't have their personal lives as much but this is what they signed up for with their job, and they did get that popularity with this job. So I think, I think there's more to it than just the driver's personal time uh, being spent the way they want. They they have an off season that is allotted time off of work to do this. That is not during the season, and it is prime snowboarding season too. <laughs> the the trick. Tri- I, I, I get that side of the argument for sure. Like, I, and, I, and I think the team owners would absolutely be justified if they started restricting what drivers can do. I mean, like you're kind of talking about like I, I, LeBron James, I guarantee you has a no snowboarding clause in his contract or something similar. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, why can't we hold drivers to the same standards other athletes are held to? That's totally reasonable. I think that's totally a reasonable take, but 
I do agree with the drivers when they say the season is a grind. And, and I still believe that I think drivers are going to be daredevils. I think indulging that actually makes them better on Sundays. I, I, there's an argument to be made there as well. And it's not a very scientific argument, but it's an argument that I think some drivers have proven in the past. Truth is that really anything and everything could have a dangerous side to it. I mean, I'm not trying to say this in the same instance, but you know, think about Kyle Busch. If what happened to him and his uh, vacation thing, depending on how that would have went down, that could have delayed his status of the season. Even you know, if that had went in any other direction with the with the Mexican Mexican government down there, Don't bring a firearm to another country. That might. I mean, <laughs> but that's a. That, but what I'm saying is, it's an avoidable risk. Like it is a yeah. prime avoidable risk. Like I get where Jerry's coming from because it, also too, it's like, dude, you are you know one of the sports you know main cash cows actually you're the main cash cow you know to a certain extent oh, I, I would love to see a breakdown from lionel racing and fanatics of the, yeah. of the merchandise numbers i would love to see those like, numbers like no like seriously like this is sort of similar vibes when dale and her junior had to leave for a while during the 2016 season like the sport needs like you know we need that most the, popular the guys the race didn't feel the same without chase elliott there it, it i'm sorry it's just i mean it would be different if he wasn't you know a true championship contender but that's a giant you know piece missing you know what i mean like we need him we need chase elliott um to uh to, um to race in nascar we need him to compete for championships you know like so yeah, it's just it just didn't feel the same at all to me. Well, just, I, I see yeah. see people talking about there's risk and everything. I get that, but I I think there's a risk between riding your bike or walking down the stairs between that and snowboarding or bringing a gun to another country. Look, <laughs> I think there's a different risk involved uh, in both. Uh, uh, okay, okay, talk about the other risk. Something that seems so simple. You know, I, I love I love to go fishing. I'm going to go on fishing this weekend. Recently, here on this lake that you know the three of us live nearby. There was an accident where a guy didn't even expect this to happen. He was going down the lake, hit a log. The motor of his boat flung inside the boat and sadly hurt him pretty bad. That's something you never see coming. Something as simple as just going for a ride in your bass boat. And a lot of NASCAR drivers actually have those, by the way. Anything could be dangerous. Yeah. I like this need for speed. Uh, but <laughs> why not ride a why not ride a bike down the stairs? <laughs> hey, this is a good debate. Though. This is a good debate. I'm liking this. I'm like, yeah, this. I'm, I'm, good points. My great point, points. So. My point. I, I think I, I don't want my point to say that Chase Elliott shouldn't be allowed to do that. My point is there should be more than just a black and white conversation on this. Because like when I when I like I, I think it was like I saw Mike Davis. He, his whole argument was drivers free time and it's like well drivers also signed up to be race car drivers with million dollar sponsorships and tons of fans around the country like you, you when you I, th- I feel like when you make yourself a public figure the whole private life during the season part kind of takes a back seat to your responsibilities as a driver i mean i think our after wanting him to be all right i think all four of our first responses were why was he snowboarding the day before he had to practice for a race i, I yeah i'm not gonna lie i did ask that like that like, that was so and the exact same question. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make it clear. I'm not advocating for Chase Elliott to be put into a bubble like NBA <laughs> Put players. him in a box. Put him in yeah, a box. In Is a that box. another Mickey Mouse come, reference? Come here, bubble boy. Oh, God, no. Dude, I, didn't mean it to be. Dude, I don't know that much about NBA, reference. but that's not my point. Is I don't want Chase <laughs> Elliott's life to be completely restricted. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying the teams are out of line for making restrictions on what is essentially millions and millions of dollars of assets. I mean, yeah. you, I know that I think it's fair. Does this? I don't see why Nat, 
I don't see if NASCAR wants to be treated like every other sport, why does NASCAR then, but well, we can't do it with this, this, and this. That is completely, this. it could be completely used the same way as any other sport does. So, gentlemen, when's the uh, podcast ski trip? When are we going? <laughs> oh, Friday, Obviously Friday in the off-season. Friday before hey, we go, go to a race. Let's go Friday to night Aspen. before the Daytona 500. Let's, let's do it. Go, 2024. Let's go to Aspen, Colorado. 2024, live from Aspen, Colorado, the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Hey, how about this? We'll do it the night before a podcast, right before we have to fly to Daytona. <laughs> Well, I was about to say, I was about to say, we do that. Avalanche, go! Avalanche. We'll, get, we'll get one of those cameras that faces us the whole time, so you'll just see all four of our perspectives as we talk with headphones on. Darian, Darian, instead of peeking the mic, uh, would start an avalanche. <laughs> don't make me say that. We're gonna. Talk. Funny, can I give you a tangent real quick? This is because we've gone over an hour and a half in, so this show is just gonna be four hours long. We've already committed to that. Um, but when I was in, I took a calculus class in high school and I had a teacher who he would always tell us during the year, like, Hey, do you guys want to take a break? And if we ever said yes, he would give us a quiz. Like it was some sort of prank, you know? So we always knew <laughs> when, he, when he asked, like, do you want a break? We we're always like, no, 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 we don't want a break. No, no, no. And one day he asked, do you guys want a break? We're all like, no. And he's like, no, for real. Like, let's do a break. And so he were like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. And so he puts on a video of him at his ski trip. He just came back from. <laughs> It was like right after spring break or something. He's showing us this like POV GoPro video of him like falling down skiing. <laughs> and it was really funny. It was really great. And we're watching this video. Everyone's like, yeah, this is the best break ever. In the video, he gets to the bottom of the slope. He turns the GoPro around to his face and says, all right, y'all, <laughs> take your pencils out. It's time for oh! a quiz. <laughs> oh! And, and I look God, down and he's no. already handing the quizzes out. Like, I didn't Oh, no, hear- that's good. That is funny. No, that's good. It that's was a good. memorable uh, high school teacher student moment uh, that I, I just skiing reminded me of it. I wanted to share. Hey, we need more high school teachers like that in this country, man. He sounds, oh, that's cool, bro. Yeah. Maybe you want to go skiing though. Better than calculus. Like, like just think that's his first thought. I just, I just crashed skiing. Let's give us, let's <laughs> hey, give hey, a quiz. Hey, but imagine though, there, imagine this scenario. He's like in a, uh, he's like driving like a, a stock car or something. Crashes, turns the camera. <laughs> he got a quiz. He get no. He get, he gets he gets interviewed on NBC and then looks right at the camera. By the way, we got quiz a quiz. <laughs> the first question is, why are you still teaching, bro? It's like it's like it's like the teacher says, "Hey, back in the '80s, I was actually an NASCAR driver for a minute." He pulls up an old clip and it it being interviewed by like uh, Benny Parsons. Yeah, yeah, Benny. Let's give a quiz now. <laughs> That would be oh good. That's a funny story, though. Uh, I like those little um, off-topic uh, tangents. Yeah, that's funny. Can <laughs> uh, we okay. to touch on the Xfinity and truck race real quick? I'll be uh, honest. Um, this, whole re- uh, this whole weekend for me was kind of a snoozer with it. It was a blur, bro. I mean, I, there, I, the closing laps of the Xfinity race There's more to talk about exciting. the Xfinity one because that was honestly yeah. very exciting watching uh, hey. Austin Hill chase him down. Hey, uh, Chandler yeah. Smith, though. Hey, man. Choke hey, job. Chandler, Choke hey, job. Chandler, bro. I've done a video on you back in 2018. I know of your potential. I know your game, you know, from the words of Shaq, you know, I'm, I know your game. I'm aware of your game, but what was that though? You had that race won, and you just, you, you let it go, bro. Like yeah. congratulations to Austin Hill though. Two of the first that, three races. That, that was a heck of a drive by him. I got to yeah, say that. Austin mm-hmm. Hill had the drive of his life. And honestly, I mean, I'm hey, we're going to Atlanta. It could be three or four. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, 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 four, yeah. I'll I'll spoil it. I'm picking Austin Hill for Atlanta. That's my pick. pick. Are you picking him this weekend at Phoenix? No. 
okay. All right. Uh, back to you. <laughs> I, I, it was really odd, though, seeing the end of that race, like how fast he fell off. Like the, the first real kind of moment for me was, was when he had trouble getting around Tyler Reddick. I was like, why? Why are you getting having that much trouble getting around a lap car this late in the race? Like your car is so much better. And then you see like, you see the interval going down and down and down. You're like, oh, oh my, oh my God, this this is gonna happen. This how it's not even a lap to go, and you're already second. How did you do this? Like that was sort of my yeah. Spark Notes version of my reaction to it. Oh, hey, really quick, guys. Sorry, I I I had accidentally said Atlanta was this weekend. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, little slip up, little slip up. But oh, didn't catch you know, <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, so I just exposed myself. Wow, man. I all right. Anyways, no, no. So Austin Hill, though, true championship contender. I could see him winning three of the first five races this season, and that's I'd crazy. Be, I mean, RCR is back, bro. RCR is back as a whole. Like, <laughs> yeah, with Kyle Busch. Well, yeah. well, in the Xfinity series, they really haven't been gone. They really haven't. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a whole, though, it's great to see them, you know, like compete for championships in every series. When was that? That Reddick championship was 19, right? So it's yes, really, it's yes. been, if it basically hasn't been, I guess last year was Gibbs, but it was basically junior motorsports for a long time. That nine cars won like there was championships. I think uh, 2020, they had. They oh yeah, slept. I forgot all about Hemrick. I oh, shoot, I forgot Gibbs is one of the last two. I forgot about Hemrick's in 2021. Mm. Wait, oh, was he yeah. in a Gibbs car? Wait, yeah, he was in a Gibbs yes. car. Yeah, yeah. Gibbs. I panicked for a second. I thought he was in a Colley <laughs> car. No, no, no. That was the Gibbs year. Yeah. Well, oh. either way, that yeah, RCR. I mean, two cars and they, well, at least but, Austin Hill looks dominant. Like, geez. Hey, Chandler Smith, though. Hey, dude. Hey, don't ever do that again. That was that was crazy. <laughs> so, I, I don't think you meant if, to. If, if, that was crazy though. Don't you ever? It wasn't like an obvious mistake, you know. It was know, just it was just he just didn't he save was, his stuff. I don't uh, know. Look, I'll put it like this too. Like I was like I was uh I was multitasking. You know, I was working on one of my uh, YouTube shorts, which by the way, you can check them out on Black Flags Matter. <laughs> plug. Anyways, I was working on one okay, of those. We plugged one of your videos. Today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm shameless. I'm sorry. Let me go look anyway. at the comments for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. So. It was around like 10, eight laps to go. I'm like, oh, okay, Chandler Smith's got this in the bag. I look up, it's the final lap. Austin Hill, I'm like, wait, what the hell just happened? So I was caught off guard. Then I saw the replay. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, hey, you know, Austin Hill, I mean, he's a veteran though. You know, Chandler Smith still has a a, a long way to go, but it just sucked, man. Like he was so far gone well, and I thought, you know, he's going to win that race. Well, I, I will say the other thing of the two lower races that, were memorable for me other than my pick winning the truck race and pretty much all of ours but one pick winning the truck race yeah, that's chill that's chill hey if we're gonna plug your point. videos we're gonna plug gonna your fails too Stop, chill <laughs> well oh and there goes part of my headphones uh but for me the the other memorable part of it was the fact that like three or four pit crews didn't make it until mm-hmm. like yeah I, I, I saw i saw our, our boy tig running in yeah I've never seen something like that before. Can I make one point, one more point on the Xfinity race? Uh, I will give Chandler Smith this credit. He outran Kyle Busch all day. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It was the best best calling car. I'll give him credit for that. Okay, you know what? I, you know what? I'll, I'll kind of take my uh, criticism back. I know you're so you hard. You didn't finish Kyle Bush though, but I it was reminded... like, dude, that one was yours though, man. Yeah, no, it if, was. It was the best chance he's had if so his, far. If his mom was there, I know she would say, Chandler, Chandler, Chandler you blew it. Damn it, Chandler. What'd you do that for? But no. Nah. But yeah, and then uh, we had a truck race too. But it was, it was just Kyle Bush. Uh, no, no, Kyle Bush 
won a truck race and everyone else was there. Yeah. And I'm an idiot for picking John Hunter because he freaking crashed out. And 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 my power was out, so I didn't even get to see the first half. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And... It's the lightning round on the NASCAR uh, Weekly Podcast. It's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jared, what do we have on tap for tonight? Uh, we got a couple <laughs> things, including an announcement at the end of the uh of it that I got for y'all fun one, but a mm. couple things here. So starting off, Todd Gilland will run the number 36 cup car for furniture or for front row, not furniture row, front row. Mm. Um, too front soon. Row still, front row still exists. Oh, uh, too soon. Oh no. The South Boston speedway is now being put up for sale. Hopefully it's not a uh, booming real estate market. Ugh. Uh, now we talked about one of the Chicago mayor candidates last week and their thoughts of the Chicago street race. Now we have the uh, talk from the other candidate. Brandon Johnson has said they're going to be looking into the NASCAR contract and making more decisions about the race with the rest of the city. I still don't know. I don't know if I like that wording because that just makes me think he's saying we're going to we're going to look at it and just look. This is this this is this is too much. Why are we doing this? That's a reading between the lines. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he, he did the more politically correct way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Martinsville Speedway is going to be taking out a piece of the hail melon wall mm. to preserve it. And the one they had driving the forklift to take it out, Ross Chastain. That's oh, cool. That's though. Now, that's cool. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but Hall of Fame. that's Hall of Fame. To do. please Hall of Fame, please Hall of Fame. At least for the time is, being. Is the car in the Hall of Fame right now? Or yes, the I, car? I think so. I think they might reunite them in the hall. Yeah. Be funny. It'd be oh, funny if they just like press yeah. it into the wall as a yeah. display, just hot glue it, and, and then just get like a smoke machine. So every now and again, just kind of smoke coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be down. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen will be back in the ninety-one for Project ninety-one in Trackhouse at uh, Coda. Yeah, the, the Iceman cometh. Yep. That's gonna be a good race. Yep, Kimi Taylor, Raikkonen, Raikkonen versus Taylor, last lap, mm. baby. Please right. bring back the real quick. With right. Almondinger looking on. But and, uh, and, sorry, and, and and Alex Bowman too, Danny. I'm sorry, I forgot about him. All right, I, I, I'll just be I, I don't really think those two are gonna <laughs> win it, but that's just me. And All then, right, Jarrett, what do we got? All right, so we had talked about this amongst the four of us the last couple of weeks, and we we finally came up with a way to do this to involve you guys at home. So it's NASCAR 75th anniversary season, and in the 50th anniversary season, they had the 50 greatest drivers, uh, and now. You know, we've talked about doing 75 greatest drivers or that people should. We want to do our own. So what we're going to do is the four of us are all going to make up our own top 75 NASCAR drivers of all time list, aggregate them all together, and have our definitive podcast list. But we want to add a uh, at-home viewership kind of, you know, the, the, the audience version of this. So if you look down in the description of this podcast – uh, as well as if you're watching back afterwards in the what will be the top comment, uh, you can go to weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com and submit your top 75 list in a full email. We will average all of the people who give their list as long as it's serious. Like, I'm, put Cody Ware above, you know, Dale Earnhardt. We're going to know it's a joke list. <laughs> so put your top 75 list in that email uh, by... Uh, April 19th, and we will average all of those together, and then with ours, and starting May 17th, all the way till the last podcast before the playoffs, which would be August 23rd, we each week will be giving each 
five uh, drivers in a particular group, starting with 71 through 75, all the way down to our top five throughout the summer. Something to kind of have fun with, follow along with, and we want you guys to all be a part of it as well. So weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com. You can leave your top 75 in an email. We will see it, average them all together, and average them with us. And uh, have that a month or so from now, uh, a little over a month from now, a month and a half from now on April 19th is the deadline. And uh, we can't wait to see what you guys got. I love it. I cannot wait. Denny Delivers is already saying number one, yeah. Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Need for Speed, N- number one, N- Ty, Dylan. Ty Dylan. Norm Benning. I can't wait. Sure. Like It's going to be a fun, like our lists are going to be pretty reasonable. And then we're going to compare them to the chat. So it's going to be <laughs> we're hilarious. Gonna, we're going to have to have like an aggregating process. Yeah. The and, and, and then uh, meanwhile, Darian's going to make the 75 busts of all time. Oh, that's, oh wait, is that is there that many busts? That's a lot of homework. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Darian and I did a top ten, and that was it was scraping the last bit of that at the bottom. Hey, the hey, there's my number one pick right there. My number Tia one. Norfolk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tia Norfolk. Yes, sir. Tia Norfolk. No, no, no. That that would be your number one bust of all time. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, we got uh, we got oh, that. We, we, we got we got Todd Blue. <laughs> anyways uh yeah that'll do it for this edition of the lightning round on the nascar weekly podcast if you did a uh, 75 greatest busts in nascar history and you're scraping the bottom of the barrel you probably would get to casey kane hey look look man listen man look i know that was my my version of a segue yeah look i like i know i like doing my bus videos but that would be like the major that'd be I would be considered well, a giant hater for doing a 75. To, to be clear, I don't want to sound like a giant hater. I'm not saying Case Kane was a bust, but uh, according to Kyle Petty, uh, he was uh, an unfulfilled potential, yeah. just like Ryan Blaney is currently. Do y'all yeah. see the, this quote? I assume everyone saw this quote. It made the rounds. No, was talking no. About it. I didn't see it. What did it say? Everyone. I mean, he, he said, oh, I don't have the exact quote pulled up, but it was the, he said, Ryan Blaney, uh, he's potential unfulfilled. Everybody talks about what he can do, but he never does anything. Uh, that was a rough paraphrasation. I can, I, I can pull up the actual quote. Just give me a second. Um, but, but I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think he's fair to compare? He also compared him directly to Casey Kane. He said he's the, Blaney is the new Casey Kane. Casey Kane won 18 races in his career. Uh, Blaney's at seven. Yeah, and, six of which came in 2006. I just want to say this too. No matter what side you're on here, I don't agree with being like Brett Griffin of Couch Racer and suddenly bringing up Kyle Petty's stats because what the yeah. f does Kyle Petty have to do with this? In my <laughs> opinion, he just simply said this. And, well, and I already it, see. I I saw it in my comments, and I see a few here. Uh, like, yeah, Kyle Petty. He's not saying he's better than Ryan Blaney. To bring up that no. Petty didn't win as many races, he's also an unfulfilled potential. If anything, that makes him more of an expert on the subject. That's, that's yeah, what I, was I, say, I was just about to say. I mean, look, Kyle Petty was the first third-generation driver in the sport when he came in back in 1979. So he knows a thing or two about, you know, fulfilling a legacy, meeting up to expectations and stuff. And also, just really quick, Kyle Petty was not a uh, a uh, a bum driver in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. He was actually very no, solid. It's, it's, so. it's time with Sabco. He was a real friend. Yeah, People now, forget that he was part of the 1992 championship battle. Yeah. He was uh, one he was of the right- six. He was right in the mix. And also, too, um, you know, he took time away from, you know, his performances and stuff to help his late son. So that was very he, he made that very public, too. And also, too, just the fact that he continues to race after his passing 
deserves your respect alone. But to the Ryan Blaney comparison, first of all, the reaction from Blaney fans is very crazy to me because Casey Kane is by no means a bum at all. 18 <laughs> wins. Um, I remember, you know, 2006, I mean, in 2006, he had six wins just like that, you know, when it, when it felt like, man, it's, it's taking, uh, it's, um, it's taking uh, uh, Casey Kane forever to win a, uh, a single cup series race. I remember his rookie season. That was the first season I watched NASCAR, you know, a full season. And man, that was frustrating. But look, Kyle Petty, to me, like he was speaking facts, like he was speaking facts. Now, the way he worded it, though, saying he does nothing, that's I think that's the main reason why some people were uh, pretty PO'd. But I think what he meant was, yeah, <laughs> I think what he meant by um, um when he said um does nothing, like he doesn't win monumental races. And then some of these other racetracks he has won at. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, let's pull up his seven career wins, and I will go over oh, every man. single track he has won we're, at. We're going to nitpick this, aren't we? Oh, boy. No, hey, 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 hey well. to be fair, his first win was impressive as hell. No, no. Yeah, yeah he had to hold yeah. off Kyle Busch. Yeah, his, about- his, his second one was a Mickey. No, actually, uh, he had um, um, he had to hold off Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick uh, in the closing laps. Who I would so, argue yeah, were the best two drivers of that decade. Yes, and he, exactly. And that was the oh no, that was the year before the big three, but yeah, they were still really good. They were still good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 2017 Pocono, uh, 2018 you have the Charlotte Roval. Now we know how that ended. That, that one was but a fluke. Yeah, um, Mickey Mouse then, Clubhouse. But then his next two wins in the next two seasons combined from 2019 to 2020, Talladega. So I mean, Bigger. that's a pretty long. That's going a pretty long way without winning a race for a while, and then and um, that that one I think was. Um, it was a Monday race and there were some cars that got out of it and, and a crash yeah. or something like that. Yes. And uh, the next one, Atlanta, that's uh, 2021. Um, oh, uh, excuse me. His final three wins to date, uh, all coming uh, during the 2021 season. Atlanta, um, and this was Atlanta before they turned it into a super speedway, um, Michigan, and then Daytona um, in July. Or no, was, excuse me, I, in August, excuse me. I was there for <laughs> one of them. Jared, I think, was there for so, both, for two of them. So we yes. were there for Blaney's last win to date. Um, I was so, I was there last year for his All-Star win. So I will yeah. say that. He, he's won the All-Star race. That's a but, big race. Pays he won a lot it of twice money. in one night. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Can't forget about the All-Star race. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But then also, too, you. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm almost done with the stats, I promise. But then top fives, 61 top fives, 114 top tens, nine polls, and a career average finish of 15.5. <laughs> yeah, no, Rosh Crash Dane's uh, super chat is extremely accurate. He says, another similarity between Kane and Blaney. The Cougars love them both. Oh, that, that's, a that is, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's, that's, that's pretty that's true. Fact. That's does, pretty does, accurate. Can, does can, Blaney uh, have Allstate? I was going to say, can we get Allstate on board to yeah. redo a commercial? Yeah, and also, too, he, um, Blaney also had nine poles. So when you look at those stats... You're like, okay, well, I mean, it's not bad or whatever. The problem is, though, where you look uh, at uh, at where he's finished in points and stuff, and and I'm not talking about um, playoff points here. I'm talking about just, you know, pure, consistent standings. In only one season, he finished inside the top five. So, you know, I hear all this talk about, oh, Blaney's the next man up for a championship. And I'm looking, I'm sitting here going like, where where do you see this at? I mean, 
he hasn't been to a championship tour yet. Yeah, like I I remember in 2020, I got so much flack on this show, my channel, backseat drivers. So many people in the comments thought I was crazy when I said that he would get eliminated in the first round of playoffs, and he did. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, I Blaine, probably one of those people. Yes. He's been to the round of eight three times, I believe. Uh, he's yeah. been really close to the championship four, but he hasn't been to the championship four. His teammate, Joey Logano, meanwhile, has won two championships as long as Blaney's been over at Team Penske. So no, I think it's fair to say he hasn't quite lived up to peak expectations, but I think that's also a compliment. I think we all, I mean, go back to that win at Pocono in 2017 or go back to, I guess, 2018 when he joins Penske, the flagship Penske team. I think everyone looks at a young Ryan Blaney there. You saw what he had done at Pocono. You see what he'd done in Xfinity, his whole career up to that point. I think everyone would have said Blaney's probably a future championship winner at some point. I, I think I would I would have safely said that at the time. And I think yeah. even now there's a very good chance that happens. But I also think Casey Kane, if you go back to 2006, when he won those six races, I think everyone in the garage would have said Casey Kane is a championship contender. Kane never won a title. And the rate Blaney's going, he hasn't been to a championship before. So I, there's still a lot of time. That's why I don't want to make any definitive comparisons. But so far, I do think the comparison to Kane is accurate. Kane was really good, never quite reached his peak potential. Blaney yeah. so far has been really good, really consistent, I, but hasn't quite reached his peak potential. I got to say, I, I disagree with this one uh, commenter in the chat. Flint005 says, Ryan is barely any better than his dad, Dave, was. Whoa, I have to disagree on that. Whoa. And also, too, Dave, um, he's a uh, very, um, very um, uh, renowned dirt racer. D- D- too. Dave was a big dirt guy. And if Ooh. you haven't looked enough into his dirt background, yeah. I recommend that you do. Because truth be told, he came into NASCAR very late in his career. Who knows what it would have been like if he would have came in sooner. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's Brian's uh, dirt stats. Is is, is, is was he, he doesn't? Uh, he, nah, he don't he, really. He's, he's, is, is nah. He was more always into asphalt light models. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who won the battle of the Blaney's in the SRX last year? I forgot. Didn't they I, both wreck? I, did they? I, I mean, I, th- I think Ryan had a better finish. No, I, I think no, I, I think well, Ryan Blaney. I'd like to up, kind of reel this back in and compare, no! break down the. Com- yeah, oh, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I want to com- I want to I want to break down a bit of the comparison between Kane and uh and Blaney. And I think that's where I think that's part of also why people are getting upset because I think we can say that Ryan Blaney consistently feels like more of a contender than Casey Kane did early in his career. If you look at Kane's career early on, 04 he was a, always coming up close, 05 wasn't very good, 06 won all those races, 07 wasn't very good, mid-pack the rest of his time in the 9 and the 4 and then with Hendrick, it was like started out well and then just sort of slowly went down. Whereas with Ryan Blaney, every year it still always feels like it's right at the edge, right at the edge, right at the edge. And so I was looking at, you know, we looked at Ryan Blaney's first seven wins. I mean, you look at Casey Kane's first seven, only one of his first seven wins is not at a mile and a half or two mile intermediate because in 2006, those six wins, Evernham just had that figured out. Like they, they, they nailed it. I mean, dude, Scott Riggs was almost going to win two of those races that year. <laughs> and I, no disrespect to Scott Riggs, but he has no Ryan Blaney. Like, and he has Damn. no Casey Kane. Scott so, Riggs fans in shambles. So <laughs> I think that's also where part of it is on top of being the messenger and how it was delivered is Casey Kane, other than maybe one or two years, never really felt like he could be an elite driver. He always had elite moments, but never felt like he could be an elite driver. As Ryan Blaney 
time after time. I mean, he has put himself in position. It's kind of like my argument with William Byron here. He's at that next step. Like, William Byron's next step is Ryan Blaney, in my opinion, in the sense that Blaney is consistent. He is consistently fast. He is somebody who you can have an outside perspective of being a championship contender every year. But it, but with Blaney, he, he's not consistently, in my opinion, clutch when it comes to winning races, getting himself in position for championships. He's like a that. he's a safe, reliable driver. But is he is he going to be up there in my championship favorites? Probably not. Well, I mean, it's, uh, like, it's too early to say that. But I, as I mean, of now, as of now, that's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, I, I I just have to laugh here because. Eric put in his big no into the chat and everyone starts saying it, but right just at the big very beginning of it. Someone said, anyone remember Dave Blaney almost went to Daytona 500 in 2012? And everyone's just like, no, 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 no. no. I was like, no one remembers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Ryan Blaney to me, it is like that. It's like, okay. It'd be like you go to a restaurant and there's all these really weird things. And then there's chicken noodle soup. Everyone likes chicken noodle soup. It's something safe. You don't normally pick it. You don't think chicken noodle soup is the greatest thing in the world. But every now and then you get that really good bowl of good soup at, at, at a restaurant and you don't want to go kind of outside the box. That's Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is Campbell's chicken noodle soup as a driver. And you know what? Look, it, it's good. I like chicken noodle soup. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being good. There's nothing and, wrong and, with and, being and, good. And, and, and hey, with chicken noodle soup, you just put – Put a little bit of crackers in there. It could be yeah. good. It's the same like Ryan Blind. If you just put a little bit more in there, it could yeah. be really good. It could be that championship winning bowl of soup. Like hey, that, I, I love me. I love me a good bowl of Ryan Blaney when I'm feeling a little under the weather with a nice but, Brad but, or but, Dale but, Jr. on the side. But, of it. Uh-huh. But, but, let, but let's be real. This is no tomato soup with shreds of cheese and crackers in it. You know, this is, this is no uh, Kyle Larson, if you will. Anyone want soup? (laughs) After the show. After the show. Let me ask you guys this question too. Um, so Ryan Blaney, um, he almost won both the 2020 and the 2022 Daytona 500. If he wins at least one of those two, does the narrative on him change a little bit more, or does it stay about the same? I mean, it. It. I mean. It's difficult to think about it just because of how different the race has become at this point, I think. Um, but, I mean, I'll ask this. Does does it change how you look at Jamie McMurray? Because I'm not saying no. they're in the same range necessarily. I mean, he's still a good driver, closer. but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say that if, if we're making... If you have three drivers, Blaney, Kane, and McMurray, you can put them sort of in a same wide bin. Do you, the, the way you look at McMurray, is it change? Now, I... Blaney's better than him. Casey Kane was better. I'm just as an example. And actually, too, as a matter of fact, I believe right now Blaney is tied with uh, with uh, McMurray in term in uh, career wins. I think seven. seven, right? Yeah, seven. Yeah. So, so that that's kind of my take on it. Okay, but I I will say this. Uh, seems like seems like uh, McMurray's wins were always bigger ones for some reason hey this yeah. is a random this is a random comment michael says in the chat ryan blaney's girlfriend is a baddie though so i guess he is winning I, yeah, he doesn't care Miss ryan blaney doesn't care <laughs> ryan blaney does not care in the grand scheme of things like oh, oh. kyle petty <laughs> says something oh well <laughs> yeah but we'll see I, I mean if he um just ends up being a uh, a good driver nothing wrong with that but uh if he uh turns into a championship contender then Hey, you know, we'll uh, sing his praises, of course. 
We need to create a Twitter account that's just different NASCAR drivers as different soups. NASCAR soup. Yes. Lots NASCAR, NASCAR soup. soup. We're all going to get followed by a NASCAR soup Twitter account tonight. Yeah, that would make no, me stay no. on that website longer. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, well, one of your all's uh, spam uh, burners, can you be NASCAR soup for a minute? Yeah. yeah we have NASCAR <laughs> soup in the chat. Oh, man. But yeah, that's about it for me. I mean, two hours. We want, do we want to talk Phoenix? <laughs> I, th- I think we probably no, should. No, I'd, I'd rather talk more soup. This, this, is, show a soup. this, been... is, a nat- this is a soup weekly podcast now. This show has been so freaking fun, though. It hasn't even felt like two hours. But. No, not at all. I'm putting yeah. in the chat a, a formal request for NASCAR soup. <laughs> all right. So this weekend at Phoenix, we've got the, the Soup 500. I mean, the United Rentals work United 500. That, that's, a, that's a lot of United right there. 312 laps. The race starts at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fox and radio coverage on MRN. Weather for Sunday is... Uh, 83 degrees, mostly sunny, 4% chance of rain. The defending winner of this race is Chase Briscoe. The Xfinity race is the United Rentals 200. This is 200 laps. It starts at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 with radio coverage on MRN. Uh, Weather this Saturday is uh, 79 degrees, partly sunny, a 4% chance of rain. The defending winner of this race is Noah Gregson, so we will see a different winner for sure this weekend. And uh, Darian, get us into the betting odds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The famous betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Let's get into the favorites. Kyle Busch is plus 600, followed by Kyle Larson plus 800. And uh, you know what? I might as well just have fun with this. I accidentally put uh, Chase Elliott in by accident. Sorry. I know he was plus 800. I know what could have been, but unfortunately he's not racing. So in his place, William Byron at plus a thousand, Ryan Blaney at plus a thousand and Denny Hamlin plus. So I want to ask you this. Was that more you messed up or was he actually still on betting odds when you looked it up? He, He was still on betting odds. Yeah, he was still on betting odds. Yeah, I, I I thought I had uh, I had uh, so, the, so they had the, the they it, had but. they had the odds that high for him to say I've made a miracle I'm yeah. back I win they were like hey hey he's gonna have a fast recovery right but no nah, unfortunately no by the way NASCAR I, soup is in the chat <laughs> we have NASCAR soup. I was fast anyway <laughs> as for the best of the rest Joey Logano also plus eleven hundred Ross Chastain and Chris or uh, excuse me Ross Chastain Christopher Bell and Martin Truex Jr. all three of them. At plus 1,200, Kevin Harvick, this is very interesting. He is only plus 1,600. You know, he's had a solid start to the season, just saying, you know. Um, As for the underdogs, and uh, to Eric's uh, earlier point, if he doesn't get a 30th place car, Chase Briscoe at plus 4,000 is a very, you know, good option to bet on as far as the underdogs, considering the fact that he won this race last year. And I think he was top five in November, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was competitive. So we'll see if um, if um, they unload a, uh, a tractor or not. We'll find out. <laughs> um, Bubba Wallace at plus 4,500. He has a lot of momentum. And so does Brad Keselowski at plus 500. You know, a 5, few 000. people had, you know, some, or, yeah, 5,000, excuse me. But um, um, a lot of people had uh, written him off, but he's uh, doing well. And then Austin Cindric plus 5,000. And finally, Eric Jones at plus 35. Or excuse no, me, no, at no. plus... 9,500, excuse me. Yeah, sorry, getting a little carried away there. But yeah, that'll do it for the betting odds. Uh, now for the uh, NWP Fantasy League standings. Uh, we have a, a very close battle. Appreciate all of you lovely people playing. And I don't know what the heck. Oh my gosh, NASCAR's putting a freaking ad thing on here. Dude, let me just click on the, let me click on the standings. <laughs> this, this, 
Oh, this. Oh my God. Anyways, um, anyways, um, S. It's baby. all ads. <laughs> there was this random ad just popped up. It was weird. As for um the uh, NWP Fantasy League standings, uh, S. The baby is um in P one, followed by Toyota Tough, uh, Bubba's Sports Talk. Um, followed by Trevor Sports 98, 98, the defending champion. And finally, uh, Claudia, a.k.a. Danny B. Wife, is sitting inside the top five. I just need to start Oh, Claudia. I need to start copying her picks because I'm not, I'm not <laughs> in championship contention. And as for the MWP Fantasy League 2, uh, Natty City Racing is P1. And then, uh, well, this is a very interesting name. Oh, no, dot, dot, we suck again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we suck again. Oh, oh, here's the kicker. Uh, Blaney's pit crew. That's that's what it says at the end. That's what I was, it says gonna, I was gonna say. It sounds like a sounds like a Titans fan. Yeah, and then in P3, unofficial Illinois representative Josh Wise. If this is if that's a real Josh Wise, that'd be funny. Four is a girly um girly man. Oh five, and then tied for P5 is YRB 89, followed by. Race Roar 48. We, might, we might have to do pre-show vetting on this pretty soon. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, hey. it's, it's Girly Man 05. Yep. Yep. Hey, hey, I love these names, man. I love it. Anyways, thank you all for playing, man. Continue to play. Awesome. Anyways, and, let's get to our, our fantasy standings. Yeah, speaking, our- speaking of uh, points and stuff, Eric, nice job on your season so far with 69 points. Nice. The chat is minus seven. That means they need to gain seven points to also have 69 points. Nice. Jarrett needs 16 points to get the 69 points. Nice. I need 18 points to get the 69 points. Nice. And Darian needs 26 points to get the 69 points. Last place, nice. No, it's not nice. Don't be doing jokes, bro. I suck. Bro, I'm P3. What are you doing? Nice. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm an idiot, bro. I should have picked Kyle Bush, bro. I'm not dumb, man. What can I say? Man? And uh, here's the pick point system, by the way, able to get Eric's evil mugging up screen so you can keep track at home in case uh, maybe he didn't have nice points. Maybe he had one nice plus one. All right, what do we got next? Come on, we got to get this moving. <laughs> yeah, let's let's pick the Xfinity race, and we'll start off with Mr. Nice himself, Eric. Justin Allgaier. Oh. He's going to win. He loves Phoenix. He's always good here. I feel like uh, there's less on the line. He's not racing for a championship this time around, so I think he'll he'll just settle in, get, he'll get the dub. You're like, he's going to win because he doesn't have to be clutch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying he's not clutch. I mean, it, he's just he's, – I just think the spring race favors him. All guy. He was, he was charging hard. What didn't he finish yeah. third this last week? Yeah. Yeah, he was up there. So. Yeah, he was up there. He's got some momentum. He was good. He was or was good. he second? He, he was in the top three. Oh yeah, um, he actually I think he passed Chandler, so I think he got second. I, I give I give you crap for this, but I'm actually gonna be picking uh Justin Allgaier this week as well. Oh. He has four top tens in the last four races, led in three of them consistently one of the fastest out there, whether he's facing Josh Berry or facing Brandon Jones or Kyle Busch. It doesn't matter. Kyle Busch this week. He's very fast. So I'm going at the seven. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. Do not let me down, Kyle Busch. It's the Xfinity series. I'm crying out loud. (laughs) All right. Don't worry, Kyle. I'm done playing now. All right. I'm going to go with you from now on. Kyle Busch. 
All right, Eric, we made the right decision. We picked the opposite of Darian. <laughs> I'm just saying, Kyle Busch got but, outrun by yeah, a 19-year-old last week. Or how old is Chandler hey, Smith? Hey, he was, hey, man, hey, man. He was just he was a little rusty coming off of the, you know, retirement. So, you know. He was probably out, out late after winning the truck race. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the, yeah. the chat seems to clearly be going with Justin Allgaier yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Like, um, oh, I see a, I see a double zero. Hey, Cole Custer was irrelevant, bro. He was outside the yeah. top ten. I was I, I, that. I, he's gonna have to. I was pretty high on my auto club. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to uh, show me something for a little yeah. bit. Did he, get, did, did he get outrun by Riley Herbst? Yes, yes, he did. Oh, come yeah, on, Cole. Herbst showed some. Hey, hey, I, to, I, to his credit, Herbst showed some real speed, though. Hey, he's doing good. Like, he's doing better. Herbst has a hundred percent for top ten in his Cup Series career. So I may not. <laughs> Goat talk Best here. Wear, top 75 list. One, one. one for one, one for one. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting him on top 75, guys. Mm. <laughs> oh, mm. All right. Suck pick for cup? Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Who do you think, Eric? Tyler Raddick. I remember a couple of years ago, he showed out when he ran like top three, top two until blowing a tire. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see it. He he. I thought he, he was turning a corner at Vegas last week. He drove up into the top fifteen in no time. He finished, and then he kind of stopped there. Like he started to charge a little bit late in stage three before I forget why he got shuffled back. Oh, he got really loose. I remember they were showing him. He was up to like six, and then he almost wiped out, and that knocked him back out to like tenth or eleventh. Um, but man, I don't know. I just even last week, Bubba outran him by far, and I don't know. I don't feel it. Uh I might seem. I swear. I swear. Hendrick fans are very much um, people who will get on you if you get something wrong. Um, but I hate doing this. This guy isn't fast here. It's his home track. Alex Bowman. Prove me wrong, Blake Harris and Alex Bowman. Prove me wrong. Save him. Save him, Blake. Save him. That's that's not a that's not a bad one because he's been straight doo-doo after that 2016 race there. But uh, I, I'm going to agree with Eric. I'm going to agree with Eric, though, on this one. And uh, I think Tyler Reddick, he's been straight due to start this year. So it's going to continue. Dang. What is this? The 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 uh, the, uh, the freaking shit on Tyler Reddick segment? Because I, I picked know, him, the, too. I picked him, too. Doo-doo on Tyler Reddick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the, right. the, to his credit, though, the, the chat is taking the safe pick of Almirola, it seems. So. Yeah. Yeah. Our original. If, if Almirola wins, do you think they uh, they – lighten up on on that yeah he's well, gotta let, win. Let, let's not forget guys his last win was new hampshire a similar track that's ah. true i feel like if you could be sucked, regretting this <laughs> I, we don't have to change the rules mid-season jared but going in the future i think we should make it if your suck pick wins you should like minus five something Ooh, like that i like oh. that I, except, I, except, except, but then like, I, I pick stipulation. Like, yeah, yeah. I, like, remember, like, I remember, I remember, I yeah. remember 2021. I picked Bowman to suck twice, and he won the race. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you're right, Jared. There'd have to be some stipulations. Like you have to pick top 25 in points yeah. or something. I don't know. But, but anyways, the, anyways, the yeah. chat. They're going with Amarillo, of course. <laughs> of course, they're going with him. Now, who's the underdog or the dark horse? Mm. You all may be saying he's straight doo-doo, but I remember that 2016 race, and he didn't have Blake Harris on the pit box. Uh, Three straight top tens to start the year. Make it four. I think he's going for a top five. Alexander Bowman, 
Is that his full name? Does he go by Alexander? Does his mother call him Alexander? I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked. It could be short for like Alexi or something. Alexis. Alexis Bowman will win at Phoenix. I don't think it's Alexis. Uh, It might. You'll never remember that because Matt Kenseth got taken out with him. I, yeah. I, I, hey, look at and see. This is what I mean. I'm not biased. What happened at in 2016, bro? What happened? Hey, in 2016? hey I, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen some of the comments you've gotten for being a quote Bowman hater, and I've wondered if it was because of that <laughs> moment. No, I'm not a Bowman. That that was Kenseth Spotter, and I love Kenseth yeah. Spotter that year. Chris Osborne's great. I think he, I don't know if he still spots. I know he's had uh, off the track things uh, affect his career, but um, he was a great spotter. Just made a mistake. So someone said he's not Bowman's not a dark horse. Eh, at this track, he kind of is. Yeah. yeah that's okay, fair. maybe that's fair. Well, if I just Larson's like not... a dark horse at the super speedways, then Bowman can be a dark yeah, horse. Yeah. Well, and and he wasn't one of the top five or six or even best of the rest. I don't think in Darian's odds. I have to go back and look. Uh, um, he wasn't what he said. Like well, he, Darian, your the odds didn't have him as one of the top guys. I don't even think he was uh, best of the rest. Um, he is a plus. Actually, he's plus three thousand. He's plus that 3,000. Seems, oh, shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I put a con- c- 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 consider a, a top five bet on him. Yeah. Well, I, I bet those are not going to be the closing odds. To get back to our picks here, I'm going to go with the guy. You know, we're talking about underdog, talking about dark horse, talking about overperforming how they're supposed to be running. I'm going to go with the guy who was in the rumors of being in the nine car this week. Three straight top 20s for Corey LaJoy. That seven team, while not showing, you know, even front row speed, I would say. I still think that they are showing a ton more speed. They're they're basically performing how we thought they would last year. Uh, so I'm going to go Corey LaJoy. I think I think he will uh, surprise people and maybe get another top twenty this week. Uh, so really quick, full disclosure: I completely forgot who I picked for the underdog. So I'll just go with Brad Keselowski. It was Brad Keselowski. Oh, was it? Oh, that sounds way better. All right, no, I'm switching up. I'm switching up. Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez. Yes, he has had solid <laughs> speed um, from the very beginning of the season. I mean, at Vegas, he was one of the fastest Chevys, but unfortunately just couldn't get uh, uh, the uh, the track position game to go his way. So uh, Daniel Suarez, man, he's uh, he showed some flashes here in the past for uh, brief moments. So, you know, um, yeah, Daniel Suarez is going to be um, getting some help from Ross Chastain on two, how to run good here. Two things. One... It wasn't your turn. Stay in your place, basement boy. Oh, was it? Oh my god! I, I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm, what, what, basement what? boy. We're so late. We're so late. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna be myself. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm literally just kidding, Darren. Second, you took my pick anyway, so we, we both agreed on that. Let's not go this late. And I thought the chat put nine. A lot of nines. A lot of ninety nines. Nine nine. Okay. Darren, I really feel harsh. I, I, did, I did not know. No, no, no. I no, I feel Basement bad. Boy. I feel bad. That must be like just, off the podium problems. Bro, <laughs> it's on your channel. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Oh, you just gave me the stiff arm. <laughs> gave me the Derek Henry stiff arm. Illegal hands to the face. Defense. Oh wait, but, I guess but, it'd be offense. But but, but 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 no, everything you said, his team's pretty good here. I, I think it's Suarez, pretty underdog. But I am basement boy though. I mean, I uh, it, it. everyone's seemingly saying the nine. They're saying Josh Berry. Well, give him oh. the nine. Yeah, give him the nine then. All right, and now for the main event, who's gonna win? Who's gonna win at Phoenix, Eric? I accidentally kind of sort of spoiled my pick during the very first segment of today's show, tonight's mm-hmm. show. You did. Um, but this man, 
he was in the in the headlines this week, getting some criticism. Some of it fair, some of it a little too far. But at Phoenix last year, he was top five in both races. I think he wins that fall race if it wasn't his teammate out front running for the championship. I think you would have raced him a little harder. But he led over a hundred laps in both races. Ford struggled at the intermediates the past couple weeks, especially last week. But this is an all new style track and all new rules or arrow package. I think Ford will be better. I think Ryan Blaney will be better. Ryan Blaney is going to win at Phoenix. Well, I actually agree with that. And the reasoning I have, too, is uh, because of its adaptability at Phoenix. Other than Joey Logano, he has been the best out there uh, at Phoenix year after year. I looked at the last five races. He has a top 10 in every one of those races, three of them top fives, two of those coming last year. And in that time as well, he's led 321 laps. He's basically led a Phoenix race plus nine laps of overtime in the last five <laughs> years. So I'm going to go with Blaney. I'm going to fall into the trap that Kyle Petty says we're all falling into and say at some point he's got to break through. And I say at Phoenix, he breaks through the win. I'm going with someone who last year proved that they can – be be a legit contender, unlike some people. I'm just kidding. Uh, but he did finish second and third here at this track last year. I'm going with Ross Chastain. He did that, honestly, with horrible starting positions. In the spring, he started 17th. In the, in the championship race, he started 25th. If they could just get a better qualifying run, I think they can bring the speed to get him where he needs to be. I think Chastain could win this race. He won at this track his rookie season, so maybe it might have, you know, he's uh, he's uh, returning uh, to the track uh, for the first time as a Chevy driver. Maybe history uh, repeats itself. He's already off to a solid start. Um, hopefully he gets uh, two of the first four wins for 2023. KFB, Kyle Busch. So when you, when you said in the Xfinity race, you're riding with him, you mean you're really riding with him. I, I, I learned my lesson last week. Oh, no, don't need to do that again. I'm already, I'm already so far behind, man. And we just started. We just started, bro. And I'm basement boy. Behind. Yeah, basement boy. So uh, Danny that, said that. that, that he was that's the truth. That is your nickname for the year, basement boy. Until, until I get no, out of the basement. Until I get out of the basement. And then basically, basically the ba- whoever's last year, basement boy. Yeah, we're gonna start doing that now. Yeah. Hey, l- hey, let's make them basement chat. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to do. It's hard to do when they copy us each week. Yeah, true, <laughs> true that. But chat, who are you going with? I'm seeing Blaney's. I'm seeing Bush. It, it's a, it's a it's a mix of twelve and one, I think. Okay, I so. saw a lot of Chastain's early on, but I've seen more Blaney's since then. So I think Blaney. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a poll. Hey, I, I think I know this. Uh, while you do that, I know this is off NASCAR topic, but it's NASCAR owned and it's actually pretty big. Oh, um, oh. breaking news! Oh, from breaking the, today, and we didn't really <laughs> talking about it. We got the breaking news ticker and everything. <laughs> Uh, IMSA has whacked the winning Rolex 24 oh, entry yeah. for manipulating tire pressure data. The 60 car can keep the win, uh, the watches, and the trophy, but they will lose 200 team and driver points. They lose all team and driver endurance cup points, loss of any race prize money, plus a $50,000 fine, and Mike Shank is on probation through June 30th, as well as loss of annual credential and indefinite suspension of their uh, lead team engineer. And That's, I saw that they they oh. fired the person who apparently was made the mistake. Like the team actually like fired the person. Yeah. Wow. So, I don't That's know who so they uh, they they bent them over and brought the belt out. Yeah. Wow. But they still got those Rolex watches. That's uh, what I care most. That's about. not that's not a they, belt. They, they, they beat them with the Rolexes at that oh. point. 
they brought out the belt, then put that down, extension cord, wow. then put that down, then freaking paddles, put that down. They gave them everything. The, the, the wire hanger that they bent over. Yeah, Jeez. for real. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. You, you were saying all this stuff. Oh, we have a breaking news sticker. I forgot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, this is awesome. I love the graphic. <laughs> we can uh, we can move on now. I just wanted to bring that up. I kind of uh, wanted to use that ticker. I'll be honest. I, I just love. <laughs> oh, he can't do that. <laughs> and uh, every time I see that in the chat, we we, we do have the, uh, the the chats pick poll. It says answer me, basement boy, Ross Chastain <laughs> or Ryan Blaney. They seem to be leaning uh, Chastain. I'm actually a little surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but, but maybe, maybe maybe there's a lot of Kyle Petty supporters. Them ah. cheating Acuras. <laughs> Are we done now? Right. <laughs> can, we, can, can we go home now? Can we go now? It's up Chad? to you. You're the host. Uh, well, I, I think this is a good time now to talk about, you I'm know. I'm muting you. We're going. No. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't break out the man. Ready. Copy. Right foot down. We had to go play it. Unbelievable, man. Way to keep your head in this. Holy s***. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm done with it. Fix your face. Touch fail. Steve, you look beautiful. You look great. Ah.